They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're just talking Tom Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, Monday Night Football, we're all fired up. Looking forward to that. A Monday that was going to be special. And then this Monday to follow was even going to be more special. Maybe even locking up the AFC South. All that stuff that you were thinking about, uh, it is now no more. Up for grabs. I have a buddy, the Sea Daddy, as I call him, that would always say whenever something bad happens, oh, no. That's the feeling that you got right mm. now with your Jacksonville Jaguars because right now there is trouble in Whoville. So let's begin. It is a Mokama Beer Company Monday. We invite you to voice your frustration. Be a star on XL Primetime by calling the pop-off line 207-7071. And the liner says let it fly. So definitely let it fly. Defense. All the turnovers, uh, no run game, can't dominate the line of scrimmage. I tell you what, Leon, mm. we got to sort through a hell of a lot today in the next three hours. Oh, yeah. This team is leaking some major Valvoline. <laughs> all right. Valvoline. All right. This is what this team is doing. We've essentially lost the two backup quarterbacks back to back. All right. Uh, fl- flipping Flacco yeah. and Browning. Yeah. Inability to get rushed the passer. You know what's being lost in transi- translation and all this is that we, we're talking about that inability to get to a quarterback, but we're not talking about the fact that you had two well-prepared offensive lines yeah. that blocked anything you bro- that the Jaguars brought to them. Four-man, five-man, six-man, blitz, whatever it is. The, the transitions with the twist and everything. These two solid offensive lines understanding what they're having to protect. Not a starter, backup guy. So they understand that their preparation and their game plan has to be more than what they're used to doing. And the Jaguars, essentially, defensively, have not been doing more than what they should be doing. We've been pretty average. You give up 300 yards passing to Joe Flacco. This is three straight weeks this team has given up 300 passing yards. Well, it's three straight weeks, but as our boy Gus pointed out, it is uh, far from the first time this season that that's happened. They gave up 305 to Pat Mahomes. 359 to Josh Allen, mm-hmm. 329 to Gardner Minshew, 301 to Derek Carr, 304 to C.J. Stroud, 354 to Browning, 311 yeah. to Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. And that is why they're at the bottom of the heap statistically when it comes to giving up passing yards. But for a decent amount of the schedule, they had averaged giving up around 21 points per, per game. They were winning with that defense. Because it was that dink and dunk offense, yeah. which largely we saw – the Bengals employ, mm-hmm. and to an extent we saw Joe Flacco employ, but he also just took uh, took advantage of some situational lack of awareness by yeah, the Jaguars. Wide open Fourth guys. down opportunities where the Jags were like, oh, selling out for the run. Yeah, duh, it's fourth and one. They're going to run it. Boop, right over the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you think about it, Matt, we're talking about a football team that right now, as we said, going into the Monday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals, Browns, Raven, the AFC North, you're playing three of the four. You'd already beaten the Steelers, and you were going to be favored basically in every football game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that was the yeah. thought. Well, now they're an underdog to the Ravens because of what the Ravens have done, and now what the Jaguars have have done the last couple of days, last couple of games. And the thing that sucks more than anything else is Trevor put himself in harm's way big time. Got himself ready to go to get back out there, 
and they're these injuries are really starting to pile up on this team. Yeah, you, I, I don't. I don't think anyone now is immune to criticism. Everybody on that team, from the head coach all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cannot be in a game where it's third and one, and you need to move the sticks, and you throw a ball, you throw a deep ball. Yeah, you cannot do that. Yeah, yeah, you cannot make that play call. Okay, this is back to it's hammering third, press time. It's third and half and it's a not yard. Me doing it either. Okay, it's third and half a yard. You need to move the sticks. Your defense right. is tired. Yeah. You need to stay on the field, and you throw a deep ball. Yeah, to a and guy they, who, hey, let's face it. You, if you got a number one, your alleged number one receiver, you throw it to him twelve times and he catches it three times. Yeah. That's a big problem. Are you ready for those? That's stats? a big problem. Is, Hang is on. It, so it's oh, not just those. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not just that. The offensive line, which is in it, which is a mess, got even worse in that game. But to be fair to them, he had enough time to make throws. Mm-hmm. Your franchise quarterback, your quarterback didn't play well. also didn't play that well yeah. either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, the only guy that really played hard was Etienne, and he had nowhere to run. And they also didn't run him enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's because he I mean, should have run on that third you, and you one. You look at that defense. But where is Devin Lloyd in coverage? Yeah. For the first like what eight ten games, you're like he's really improved. He's a different player. He looks lost out there right now in coverage. Yeah. And here's another thing. And I don't know what Antonio Johnson's been doing. If he's been hurt, and he hasn't been able to play. But yeah. if he has been able to play. Why the hell is he not on the field? Oh, Get him me. on there, the field. There were two fifth-round draft picks yesterday. As by, and by the way, if anyone sees Tank Bigsby, let me know, okay? Just let he me know. He handed the ball off to <laughs> Travis, and he blocked for him on the touchdown. Okay. That was the only sighting yeah. we had. Yeah, because two fifth-round draft picks have made plays. Parker Washington, obviously, now that he's healthy, has been able to step mm-hmm. up. Antonio Johnson... Uh, certainly is a guy, a sight for sore eyes, because you're looking for somebody like that. But back to the other part, Leon, winning at the line of scrimmage. What well, in the – like, I know they've gone through injuries, but, man. Well, listen, when you, when you, what you were talking about, listen, I've had to, if I have to see another third and one and fourth right. and one and shotgun again, I'm going to go crazy. Because it's All an right? insult but to the offensive it's line. It's an indictment on the offensive line, inability to run the ball, bro. Bro, you, you don't get under you don't get under the line of scrimmage on third and one and fourth and one to hand the ball. To, that means that you don't trust the guys up front interiorly right. to move the guys in front of you. That's man on man. That's 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 man on man push and shove. Get a yard. If you were on that offensive line, and they call shotgun on third and one, what's your reaction? I'm fussing. I'm cussing. <laughs> I am. I'm fussing. I'm cussing. Listen, there's been times that me and Big Bo have come to the sideline. We throw the ball too many times with Jaguars. We would go right to the coordinator and say, run the damn ball. That's yeah. what we would say. We would, we would go at, literally to the head coach and to the coordinator and tell them, run the ball. Yeah. All right, so you guys can hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. Mokama Beer Company bringing you the Mokama Monday right here on XL Primetime. Coffee every single day. They serve it up there in beautiful Fernandina Beach on South 8th Street, their brand-new Wildlight location. Also there, and then the craft, the great craft, Tuesday through Sunday. So make sure you stop on by Mokama. But I, I can't help it. I, I come out of this game or I'm in the middle of this game, and, and I'm just thinking to myself, None of this makes sense, okay? A backup in Browning, an old man Flacco, guys that you should be able to take advantage of. The NFL's quirky. I know it ain't easy. I know there were other pieces that were working. But Amari Cooper had just come out of concussion protocol. They had already lost their big running back in Nick Chubb. They certainly had had answers when it comes to depth with with what Ford and what uh, Kareem Hunt has been able to do. And then when you take a look at the way that they have applied pressure, they've done a good job. Both Cincinnati and Cleveland have been able to piece together uh, still playoff hopes right now for both of those football teams. 
The Cleveland Browns have played four different quarterbacks. What was the uh, starts yesterday? 47 straight starts for, for Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So we're talking Fifth about – most all-time for a number one overall pick. Yeah, so we're talking about a, a, a badass uh, rehab uh, Stretch Armstrong human being. He wants to be out there and play. He doesn't want to put his team in a, in a negative situation. He's going to do whatever he can. But he did not play well yesterday, and he might have been playing on a hurt ankle. I don't, I don't have any question that that's part of it. But he made some questionable decisions and some really bad throws. To that point, let us go – inside the numbers mm-hmm. when it comes to his targets. Mm-hmm. Because I think that will illustrate a little bit more of if Trevor actually had an abysmal day or not. Yeah, Calvin Ridley was targeted. Tar- targeted. 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 <laughs> targeted. Targeted. I swear, I'm not going to New Jersey till this yeah. weekend. And we're not going to tag him, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but well said, Leon. <laughs> well said. Calvin Ridley was targeted 13 times. Yeah. He caught four passes for 53 yards. It- Zay Jones was targeted 14 times. He had five catches for 29 yards. That means Trevor Lawrence finished 9 of 27 for 82 yards, throwing to one receiver who says he's a number one wide receiver mm-hmm. and another one who looked like a number one wide receiver in the home stretch of last season. Right. Now, now sort this out because targets mean you're throwing to that receiver, but are you throwing it accurately? Are you putting it on him? There certainly was a lot of chatter about whether or not they should have gotten PI calls at certain times. The defensive backs, give them credit. They played physical. Now, you obviously could point to two or three of them like, come on, bro. You should have had a flag come out at that one time. But it's accuracy, and it's those guys making sure that they come down. Well, it's accuracy, and it's running the right route. Of those three picks picks that Trevor threw, you cannot deny that Zay Jones ran the wrong route on the first one, the big overthrow down the field, which Mm -hmm. was basically a punt, and Calvin Ridley once again ran the wrong route, which we've been reporting – has happened nearly every game so far this season. It just so happened that yesterday it was on a critical play in the red zone and obviously led to an interception. And Trevor said it postgame, and I believe we have the clip, JJ. They've gotten away with it mm-hmm. the last few weeks. They've been able to cover up the fact that he's been running the wrong route. They couldn't on Sunday. No, no. All right, fire that one just so we can hear. hear you know, just kind of Honestly, that's what it boils down to. We have two quarterbacks that are coming out of the postgame yesterday – a, a livid Pat Mahomes, and he did not throw his player under the bus in Kadarius Tony. And I'm sure Trevor's a little livid. Okay, now he's sunshine and he smiles and all that stuff, but he's probably a little livid at times. But but what what week is this? This is week 15. Oh, oh yeah, into week yeah 15. You, you're minute. going into week 15. You have a communications. Um, you gonna have discrepancies between the quarterback and wide receiver in week 15. It's number three, JJ. Let's yeah. set it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that does not make any sense. I totally I totally get what you're saying, and and yeah, it has to be better. And, and Doug Peterson making a decision to go for two more than once yesterday when you mathematically you didn't need to do that. There's some things that uh, either coaching or playing in, in execution drive a, a Duval fan crazy right now. Yeah, you know, I felt felt pretty good, all things considered, you know, so that was a that was a positive out of today. I guess that's about the only one. But yeah, you know, I didn't, you know, re-injure my ankle and didn't tweak it or anything. Um, it felt pretty good. It held up. I was able to move when needed. So yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, you know, just too many miscommunications. You know, we've been playing we've been playing together for a while now, and that's on us. And we got to take some accountability. You know, for cleaning that up. And that's just stuff that can't happen. You know, for both of us. You know, we got to be on the same page. And there it seemed like all those plays that we weren't 
you know, some weeks you're able to get away with it and it doesn't bite you. It seemed like this week they all did turned into turnovers or, or sacks or bad plays or whatever, you know. So we gotta we all gotta kinda take accountability and look in the mirror and you know, there's stuff that, you know, I didn't do well today. And then just in general we all have to communicate better. We have to be on the same page, we have to play together and just do the little things. You know, I think we're we're overlooking some of the details and uh, I think that's where some of the stuff's going wrong. I mean, the reason why I say week 15 because Calvin really professionalism has to be in question because if it's week 15 and you're still – there's still breakdown in communication between you and the quarterback where you're not running the right routes. That, listen, hey, when, when I was in Jacksonville when the offensive line had an issue with the running backs, the offensive line would pull the running backs into the, moon, into the room with us and say, hey, listen, we can't have breakdowns. When we slide this way, you go that way. When we take these guys, you got that guy. So there, there's, so there, there's no – those there's no more confusion. Mm-hmm. There's no more confusion, especially this time of the year. You can't have breakdowns. You can't have miscommunication. It costs you games. Games are like precious metals right now. Okay, yeah. you can't afford to lose them. All right. And he said what you said basically without throwing somebody under the bus yeah. publicly. He said we've been doing this for a while. You can't freestyle. Was what basically what Trevor is telling Cavarelli, bro. Yeah. This point in the season, you can't freestyle. You can't run your own thing. You got to be a part of the program, or you got to be on the bench. Now, what was the one play? Because it did look like Calvin was wide open down the left sideline when when Trevor threw it uh, to the center part of the field. I'm trying to go back and remember exactly when it was. Anyway, I honestly yeah. didn't think Trevor played that bad. Well, it, it, it's those... I, I, I go back to again. Let, let's go to this nine of twenty seven mm-hmm. between those two receivers. I can tell you that was a great play along the sideline that Zay Jones probably should have had it in his mitts. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. It was a great play by the cornerback, so there's one. The two interceptions, that's two. There was the other one where Zay Jones was blatantly held, so that's four. Now we're already looking at 13 of 27, which looks a lot better than 9 of 27. And that's just the four I can think of off the top of my yeah, head. And, and he look, threw I, it 50 uh, times. It's like, yeah. hey, it was 28 they of 50. Ran the they had a, the, They had a 1,002, like, possessions. The game took four hours. Yeah. They barely scored. Like, the first time they scored was because of a mistake that gave them the ball, like, the 10. Like, Trevor was not good yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You can't get four turnovers in a game and not win yeah. a game. And they, they ran uh, with some success in the first half and then were miserable in the second half, either not calling well, it or not succeeding in it. And so you're, there's so well, many uh, bullseyes that you can hit throwing darts yeah, is to the problem. Yeah, because we only ran the ball 17 times. We had 74 plays we ran the ball 17 times, not including the fact that Trevor ran three of them. All right, mm-hmm. So you had 17 times where we ran the ball. But here's the thing. When you're offensive coordinator and you want to get the offensive line started, get the running game started, you can run the ball on first down, you lose two yards. You lose five yards. You don't gain any yards. Man, that, that's discouraging for any coordinator that's mm-hmm. trying to get the offensive line going when they're, they're giving up penetration and, and losing they, yards. And they're down immediately. Exactly. Yeah, how about coming out of the half and immediately having a fly? When it's second and 12, second and 15, yeah. you're not going to run the ball then. You've got to try to make up yardage. Yeah. The offensive line is, listen, they're, they're just as much to blame. They, their inability to run the ball is going to either keep them out of the playoffs or they're going to be one and done. Everybody is – there's blame on everyone right now. And the fact that you're 15 weeks into this and everybody is to blame, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. a big problem. You're, and that's when, – when, when everybody is to blame, you know what that is? That's preparation. Mm-hmm. That's – Okay, that's so your, let's get So to we're talking about up and down, up and down all season. It's preparation, man. Right. You know why Calvin really runs bad routes? Mm-hmm. He doesn't watch film. All right, he let's doesn't get, prepare. Let's get to this part of it. I, I don't necessarily think an angry right. coach is more successful than a calm coach. I don't believe that. I think a coach that inspires and, and prepares is going to be the most successful. I don't need to see smiles or them seething in anger. I, it, I don't, 
doesn't matter. But is Doug Peterson right now coaching a good football team that is going to play with intensity, cleanly, and successfully against two teams that they probably should have had a hell of a they played a great game if you want to just look at the game quality against the Cincinnati well, Bengals. There were a bunch of points scored. But they should have taken care of business. They lost well, two quarterbacks two who may or may not be in the league in two yeah, years. Okay? A backup yeah. and an old man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> flipping Flacco <laughs> was at home. He's a, at home with his family watching Netflix. He was throwing <laughs> balls at the ankles of some receivers and some throws. Yes. That's how bad wide he Wide open guys. Yeah, guys were wide open. They were wide open. And, and by it's the a- way. This outside container is just driving me what? nuts. Shout out to David and Joku. Yeah. Yeah. He looks good. He, did. he, he did looked look like good. Derrick Henry, actually. That yeah. man lost his face almost yeah. Yeah, earlier that, this it, year, and he story, had two touchdowns the, against your team. Well, the two, t- the two things this team lack is intensity and execution. Uh, that's, that's what it boils down to. Okay. Am, so I, am that, I better? Can I be better than the man across from me? And am I going to execute the play to perfection to make sure that we make positive yardage. Okay. Right now, that's no right. on both sides of the ball. I know that you created a standard. I know that you and mm-hmm. Big Bo and the leaders created a standard. But I'm still looking at you saying that's got to be player-induced and coach-induced. They've, these coaches have to make these players accountable. No, these players have to make I agree. Players. I agree. I'm I saying understand, both. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. But is, there's nothing like a teammate telling you you're not getting it done. Mm-hmm. There's it, nothing like it. And at this particular point, you can't sugarcook nothing Nothing that's going on right now. Because if you sugarcook it, mm-hmm. you're going to be home with Santa come playoff time. All right? I'm just saying. That's who what I'm who just on saying. that offense is going to walk up to Calvin Ridley? Bro, you, you're not, you're not somebody. Done, somebody needs to step to the Okay, let's get to the, the other part of this. There is a – you might describe Doug as uh, on, on, the, on the kinder side. Players coach. Okay, a players yeah. coach on the kinder side. Is Trevor Lawrence an angry human being when it comes to other guys not getting stuff done? He, an angry he, he elf. Can be. Yeah. Angry elf. <laughs> He's competitive, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he well, is yeah, competitive. I, I, and I've I'm never not seen him sell out any other player, though, yeah. Yeah. on the sideline. No, I've I mean, never maybe seen him he does that, that, that in the that, locker room, yeah. but I would find yeah. that very hard to but believe. But see, what I, what I thought what Trevor was doing in this game plan with her anger was going to inspire this team. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have to play. I mean, he sucked it up. A high ankle sprain and you're playing within a week, mm-hmm. that's unheard you're of. You're down 14 nothing out the eight. Yeah. Exactly, that part. Zero just call it an ankle like sprain. Zero. Yeah, it was uh, ankle yeah, sprain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because – yeah, but just the fact that – and he moved okay. I still believe he had trouble, you know, planning, throwing, you know, all that stuff. Just he was limited. How about that? Uh, but still, it doesn't explain away. But you know what would have helped him? A run game. Oh, you better believe it. That's any quarterback's – an ailing quarterback – if you if you can run the football, you can take the pressure off him. The Trevor had to drop back fifty times to keep us in the game. Come on now, that's absurd. Yeah. All right. Uh, Two oh seven seventy seventy one. You can hit the pop off line. Definitely let us know what you're thinking because your Jaguars have gone from a great situation. The best news. Let's do the ten ten take right now, JJ, because I'm going to at least give them just a little bit of a silver lining. Now, Josie's ten ten take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since 68. You know, a silver lining, you're always looking for one. You work hard in the beginning of the day, and then just things go south on you. At least you can head to Sonny's, get your good meal, and then start the second half of your day, all right? You'll find them all over the first coast. But what came out of yesterday was that your Jacksonville Jaguars on a two-game losing streak when they really could be taking care of not only the AFC South, but a higher seed in the AFC. Both are important. The best news that comes out of yesterday, Misery Loves Company, is that you had an L and so did the two that are chasing you, the Indianapolis Colts 
and the Houston Texans. Of all teams to lose, the Houston Texans lost to a Zach Wilson-led Jets football team. He threw for over 300 yards. They beat that butt. C.J. Stroud had a concussion. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but the bottom line is Indy and Houston both lose, so you still stay a game and some change ahead of him. little bit of a silver lining. That's the 10-10 take. That's all you can do. Think about how far it's dropped. Two, yeah. two weeks ago before that game, the prize out there was the number one overall seed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, can they even win the division? Yeah. And if they do win the division, it's a playoff game against probably who? Buffalo? Mm-hmm. A home game against Buffalo, which is not going to be easy. Or, yeah. or it could be since it could be the Bengals and Cleveland Bengals again. again. Right. right. Browning yeah. again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. All right. 207 70 71. Jump on board. Let's hear it from you. What, uh, what got you more than anything else? There's been so much as far as you know what what needs to go right to get everything else to go right. So let's just kind of get into that a little bit when we come up. Mokama Beer Company Monday. It's XL Prime Time. Thanks for hanging out with. Me. Y'all keep saying that I supposed to believe in Trevor Lawrence and all that. Man, we look like garbage against the Cleveland Browns. Come on, man! The last three games, the Jags have looked soft. On both sides of the ball. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. And if you think that was abrasive, uh, you don't want to see the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. 641-1010 is the number to reach us at there. The pop-off line, 207-7071. We did have one nooner who wanted to make sure we clarified. It is 207 70 71. There is a little bit of sunshine and rainbows, though, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. We appreciate those of you that also want to say, hey, ugly loss to the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. However, X, Y, and Z, to which we had one nooner who says the Cleveland Browns were giving up, on average, 10 points per game at home this season. You clearly did not look your best. You still scored 27. Shouldn't 27 points be good enough to win, Leon, in the National Football League? It should. Um, But but defense gave up, what, 31? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, law of averages. Yeah, and and the coach was going for two. And Uh, going for two twice. It's the amount of drives the Jags had. Like, any team would score that many points. I'm telling you, like, each team had the ball a thousand times in that game. It's so much more than normal for an NFL game. Like, that amount of points they scored is very deceiving. Also, one of them was on a last drive, like a garbage time type drive. Yeah, true. It, it, their offense wasn't in sync yesterday. No, no. and by the way, it, it felt like, and I'm sure a lot of uh, Duval Nooners would agree, it felt like Cleveland was always two scores ahead because they were. Mm-hmm. They were 14 nothing, then 14-7, or, or yeah, 14-7, then 21-7. And so it just felt like they were at arms reaching the Jags, and that's the worst feeling. And I'm telling you, I know that's a good defense. I know it's a road game. I know it ain't easy. But that's a team, these two teams, they should have taken care of. I think at the end of the day, every Duval fan out there should understand and admit that. These are teams you should beat if you expect to play for a big play. I agree. But you also you got to remember, too, the defense set us up on two of the turnovers. Mm-hmm. Dewey with the, the strip of uh, yeah. Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. That, that was inside our – that was inside our field to play, right? Inside our 50. Uh, That's yeah. how they scored the first That's touchdown. That's how they scored the first touchdown, right? And then the blitz off the corner mm-hmm. where, where Flacco fumbled the ball. Right. I mean, so, I mean, as much as we want to make hay about the defense uh, lack of production, which it was, right. giving up all those kind of points, they did have three turnovers in the game. Yeah, because after. They had an interception, they had 
They had two fumbles. After the one pick that Trevor threw, they at least came right back and got the yeah. ball and gave it to, to Jacksonville for a mm-hmm. chance to score. And Evan Ingram uh, you know, made a couple of really, really big plays. They th- There's certain things that you can point to. And look, I dig it whenever you say, hey, they scored this versus what the uh, Browns typically have given up. But I only look at the scoreboard. Dubs and L's, honestly. That's it. Well, I'm, and Coach Campbell was talking about this last night on the, Judge on the fifth Dubs. Call. On the, in the fifth quarter, he says that our inability to get to the to, to the quarterback means we have to play a lot of zone. You can't play a lot of man in that kind of situation because, you know, you can't get to the quarterback and man, the man it's gone. Mm-hmm. So you have to play a lot of zone, and this is a a zone team, a zone blitz, and you can't get the court, you can't cover, you can't get the quarterback. That's a deadly combination. Yeah, deadly is. combination. I'm, I'm, you can't have the you can't have your DBs out there covering four or five six seconds back there and, you, and your inability to get to the quarterback. Flacco had all the time in the world. That's all good, of, all yeah. the time in the world against backup DBs. Yeah, exactly. As well. That part, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you had guys like Trey Herndon with, with the injury. He was not available. And then you go down the line and see what they've had to deal with, with Gregory Jr. and some of these other guys that either have had nagging injuries. Remember, he, he wasn't even available for the basically the first five, six weeks of the season. And then you, you, you are finding yourself in a little bit of a – I mentioned mass unit earlier – because injuries have piled up on both sides of the ball. We're now on the fourth left tackle uh, that has played. And and you're looking at uh, the interior part of that offensive line not holding up either, and they made a change. It wasn't necessarily by injury. But you go on and on. So let's get to this other part. And we said, is it coaching? Are, are, they, are they putting enough heat on players and making them accountable? Is it the player? Is the player putting heat on his teammate and making them more accountable? Now let's get to the balky side of this. Because even though, and I said it with, with Jaguars today, and they said, you know, you can't do anything. You can't go to the grocery store and pick up, you know, any of those things that you need. I get it. I totally get it. But Trent Balky's in charge of creating a roster. And two of the main things that were a big concern going into this regular season were can you make sure that that line is where you need it to be and can you create pressure on the quarterback? And right now, both are still a huge question. And I did think about that, the pressure on the quarterback part of it, because, and Coach Coughlin said this when he was here for the J-Fun Radiothon Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, you are going to lose back-to-back games. You are going to have losing streaks, even if you win the Super Bowl. That's just the nature of the NFL. And so I thought back to the 49ers and that three-game losing streak they had heading into their bye, and then they traveled here to Jacksonville the following week. Mm -hmm. And they looked around and said, hmm, even with this elite roster we, we have, not good enough. Mm-hmm. And they made the move for Chase Young. You can't make that move now. And you didn't have a losing streak outside of weeks two and three in that middle portion of the season before the trade deadline. But it does beg the question. Well, I, I, I'm going to pull up Chase Young. I know Chase Young made an immediate impact in this game here, like you're describing. But I, I'm talking to Jaguar fans. Do you think Chase Young? And, and again, it's too late now because you may not have had the draft capital or whatever to make that move. But San Francisco made that move. San Francisco says, well, let me look around. We got Nick. We got uh, uh, Armstead. Armstead. We got all these other guys. No, no, we're going to go get one more because we're going to make sure we're good enough to get home with that prize, not just compete, but get home with that prize. Which, to Trent's credit, which I know a lot of national media have oh so conveniently loved to point out, Mm -hmm. uh, little birds in their ear, and it is true. Getting Ezra Cleveland was huge, mm-hmm. but now Ezra Cleveland may have a knee injury. We'll know more about that in about 20 minutes when Doug Peterson meets with the media. He was having tests done this morning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that trade, and up until he did exit the game, 
looked pretty good at that left tackle he spot. He was. He was pretty solid. He never played in the NFL. <clears throat> he was pretty solid. The last time he played left tackle was when he was at Boise State. All right, so he was pretty solid against Miles Garrett. And it's what we at least said, rumor-wise, the chatter was up in Cleveland is that he was wanted to have a chance to compete for that tackle spot. That's mm-hmm. why they decided to move him. He was looking for that next contract. Uh, yeah, it, it's just another bad blow. Look, you got to have – what is the old saying? It's better to be lucky than good. You've got to have some luck on your side and, and make sure that you're ready to go. Uh, and right now, this – this team's a little unlucky when it comes to injuries. Unlucky in a lot of like situations where we point to other guys that are missing. Really lucky in the Trevor Lawrence injury situation. So you you know you're looking at both sides when it comes to and that. And that also is playing in the NFL, is it not, Leon? Like you are going to have injuries. That's mm-hmm. the nature of the league. This team has largely been healthy the last two years. You need to learn to win in spite of them. Yeah, but listen, because your preparedness, I mean, if you're not a starter, your preparedness as a backup should be even greater than the starter mm-hmm. because you never know when your number is going to be called. And when your number is called, there can't be any drop-off. You've got, they can't even drop off. Parker Washington, hey, Christian Kirk goes down, Parker Washington, you got to make plays. Yeah. All right, you got to get it done. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, same thing happened. Hey, you, your boy Walker Little goes down, they move you to the left tackle, did a solid job until you hurt his knee. Hands went out there. He was uh, he was a runaway train. He was like on board, just hanging on half the time. I'm but just telling you. to his credit, he didn't give up a sack until the very he didn't, end. He didn't give up a sack at the very end. But it was a lot of times where I saw Miles Garrett turn that corner. I just I just closed my eyes. I just hoping that Trevor <laughs> stepped up. I swear, I swear, I tell you, uh, I swear, I did. All right, so weak links, you can definitely identify them. And you know, like I mentioned earlier, the outside contained Matt just drives me crazy at times and seeing guys run wide open and that could be scheme it could be Caldwell protecting against what he doesn't have out there or it could be guys just aren't good enough to get the job done because there were too many guys that you saw uh, wide open and Joko being he's not the least of those because he was wide a open and and they were able to scheme up and take advantage and gives Kevin Stefanski credit because this is his play calling versus Mike Caldwell's defense. We all know that's what it is, chess match after chess match, uh, play by play. See, I, I think the thing that is most disturbing to me is you had that quote-unquote wake-up game against the Bengals mm-hmm. where let's just say they went in – let's just say we'll give them the benefit of the doubt here, okay? Yeah. Let's just say they went into the game that game thinking, well, it's Jake Browning. They're not going to beat us with Jake Browning at home on Monday Night Football. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So we'll just mm-hmm. give them that, all right? So now you know what you're going into now. You're on the road in the NFL, which is difficult as is. You're going up against a 18-year veteran in Joe Flacco. Yeah, okay? a Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco. There's no way as a team you do not go into that game thinking we have to win this game. It's not like we really need to win this game, you know, turn this thing around. We have to win it. Yeah. We have to win it. Just because it was a decade and a half ago I, that Joe I Flacco almo- won I almost think like if – and I hate to say this because it doesn't even sound right, but – you almost wonder if C.J. Beathard had played because Trevor couldn't play, that they would have played harder. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know, well, Trevor's not in there. we got to play hard. They're down 14 nothing before you blink your eye. Yeah, it's true. It is true. You, and, against a uh, team that is not – I mean, you look at that team. You want to talk about injuries. Their main players are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guys that will lift them – they still make the playoffs, actually. may make the playoffs. But the guys that are elite for them, that can make them a different team, they're gone. They're out for the season. Chubb? Mm-hmm. Sean yeah. Watson, uh, yeah. Like, uh, like, wh- how do you not get up? That's my biggest problem: is how do you not get up for that game, knowing what it means, knowing you just stumbled the week before, 
against a team playing a backup quarterback who's just a guy. Right, and their fourth quarterback, okay? Now, they had DRT in there in some Wildcat situations as well. So, so That's another thing. Third and two, and they put DRT in the game. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah, yeah. Get what do you, what do you think he's going to do on that zone read? You, do you really think he's going to give it, or you think he's going to pull it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm into both, honestly. But you know, you just it's... you you just have to get yourself in a situation where you understand and you take advantage of these moments. Uh, the Buffalo Bills right now are a desperate football team. They played well enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. We know that. I saw honestly, I saw one of the great games of 2023 that game a couple of Sundays ago well then they go into or yeah they had the bye week so then they go into Kansas City going we are one desperate football team now they barely won but they still did enough to win that football that's what game. this team was last year yeah, exactly I was down the stretch they were yeah. desperate this team is not desperate they're no. they, they're comfortable they probably they're, need to be they're then. comfortable yeah. Yeah. this team last year knew they won and done they yeah. knew that they, if they didn't run the table if they didn't win all these games Going forward, they're going to be out the playoffs. And they just play different. They play with a more intensity, more passion, more to lose. This team is, plays, you know, we're good. This team has no fun, We're comfortable. We'll, we'll, we'll make it. And look, we, always, right. we always argue and yeah. joke about uh, peaking at the right time. This team ain't peaking no. at the right no, time. No, it's someone on the yeah. text line just said yeah. it. That's yeah. the bigger concern. You can they're, have a losing streak in the middle of the season. Now is when, and someone else eloquently put it, uh, mm-hmm. this is when the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. yeah. But, and And the – you know, yeah. I don't want to well, say, team, say, say the T word, but well, but you well, could the, drop to, to to whale poop level. Yeah, I know? mean, this, this team is in a lounge chair drinking, drinking the colada. That's what yeah. they got. They're comfortable. They're very comfortable, and yeah. we need to get them out of that that, that comfort space. Uh, they need to play with a little bit more desperation because that's two in a row. Mm-hmm. El Boogie's coming in here Sunday, right? About ready to be three in a row. Yeah. Okay. Tampa Bay ain't no joke now. They, they're, they're fighting for the division. They're desperate. They're, they're desperate. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Exactly. And then they're going to Tennessee at home. I'm just saying, bro. Tennessee, in Tennessee, with nothing to lose. By the Panthers. way, we are going to see huh? – uh, Oh, no, they'll be <laughs> – We are going to see a double Monday night game. We could beat the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Okay. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna see. Excel prime time. And I, yeah. I love that. I Let's also take think, that as a personal challenge. Honestly, Let's just go. mathematically, I think the Jacks could finish the season win like with no wins, zero and four, and still win the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly. I, yeah, it, it, it's cra- and crazy. It is there for the taking. You just can't keep doing do, what you're doing because I'll give you the example. I do. The the example last <laughs> year was the the only way this team won was these come from behind wins and Tennessee losing six straight games and so yeah uh, i don't like the space we in now joe i'm sorry i yeah. put that out uh, yeah there. i don't like the space we in we need right to pivot now. two Let's... weeks ago two weeks ago we were going for the number 1 seed now oh we can lose gosh. out and make the playoffs Sky was how out. about we how about we pair it with this then leon the fact that there's another city right now that i'm sure their sports radio is being hounded with pop off line calls and how angry they are and that other city happens to be Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, a little I, upset after uh, the call on Kadarius Tony for the offsides yesterday. But isn't there room to say that the Chiefs should have seized that game earlier if they are as dominant as they believe they are? Well, listen, I think that frustration that Patrick Mahomes uh, displayed on the sideline had more to do with his wide receiver than it did with oh, the call. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I mean, this is, this is not something – this has been trending all season long. Drop passes, mis- miscommunications and yeah. routes, mental mistakes. mental mistakes, yeah. mental mistakes. So I mean, listen, as frustrated as he was, 
It was the right call. So he was it, vicariously yelling at He was. Mm-hmm. He Tony was. Through the he was. Through the reps. So you're saying that Trevor Lawrence then should go off on the official. There you go. Yeah, maybe something he's, like he's, that. He's long overdue. By the way, Trevor the next did time. Trevor did at Washington last yeah. week. And he yelled at Ridley yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, he did. He got a little frustrated. And I like that. Honestly, I want that. There, oh, there's, yeah. That's that like player accountability. Yeah. Yeah. There's that player accountability. Oh, yeah. I do understand, though, the Chiefs, the next time they go to Arrowhead, there is not going to be a sweet ticket left for Swifty. Okay? It has just gone south for the Kansas City Chiefs ever since this budding love uh, and romance took place between Kelsey uh, and Taylor Swift. All right, so here's one off the text line. Uh, it's designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Just let us know what you, what you guys are thinking. You can also hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. And I think this is the worst thing. I think you might have put this out once before, Leon, and the question's asked. Uh, I, I think both offense and defense look soft compared to last year. Agree or disagree? Uh, I'm suspecting all is not going well in the locker room, uh, asked Charles. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean – I I'm not quick to call anybody soft. That you know, that's yeah. But remember, you went SOF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just know yeah. that I'm ultra soft. Yeah, you know. I mean, I go soft without the T sometimes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but SOF, yes, I will go. No, because as as a player, I mean, that, the, your mantle is your toughness. All right, that's your mantle. And if anybody questions your toughness, is saying you're soft. I mean, this team looks. Uh, I won't say soft, but the, their intensity looks uh, ill willed, mm-hmm. sort of say. I mean, they don't come to the games ready to get after people. And, 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 the, and the play calling sometimes reflects that. I mean, but I, but that's on the offensive line. The offensive coordinator is trying to get the game going, the way running the ball, getting Travis Etienne the, the, the touches that he needs, and he's tackled for two yards lost, five yards lost, no gain. Then the, whole, the game plan changes because – you you haven't established a line of scrimmage, and now the coordinator has to pass the ball to to get the first down. So I mean, that's an indictment on the offensive line. If they listen, you're not going to go anywhere in this playoffs or whatever you run. If if you cannot, if Trevor has to drop back and throw the ball 50 times a game, it's yeah. not going to happen. And you're telling me that uh, 14 carries for 35 yards is not going to not, not going to add up. Not going to cut it. It's not, not going to work. Gonna Absolutely not going to cut it. Two and a half yards per carry. Not going to get it done. Because here's my thing. You go back to when they have been down during that five-game win streak. Yeah. They obviously got ahead, the Falcons, the Bills early, the Colts as well. But even in that Pittsburgh game, they didn't abandon the run. Yeah. They, even when it was only 3 nothing, what was it, 9 nothing at half or 9-3 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. they didn't abandon the run. And, yes, I understand you were behind the eight ball basically from the jump yesterday. And I understand it's frustrating when you're only getting one, three, one, four, one, two, five yards per play. But do you not have to just keep pounding that rock and chipping away? Because otherwise, that's when the play action doesn't open up. And what made Trevor Lawrence in this offense so successful against the Titans and the Texans after that Niners loss? PA. Play action. And what made Joe Flacco successful yesterday? Play action. Exactly. And, I mean, they didn't even run the ball that effectively. I mean, the defense did a good job of stopping the run, but they still fell for the play action. Listen, I mean, uh, Njoku on that one play where we just sold out and he was bas- basically fair catching a touchdown. I mean, wh- wh- what the <laughs> hell was that, bro? I mean, where was the free safety? Yeah. I mean, where was anybody? That I don't think Darius they played Williams with, fell down. Yeah, I don't that think they the, played the with the safety yesterday. <sighs> I started looking back. And then formationally, when we run the ball, when we're in trips, well, formationally, when we run the ball, like on first down, we try to run that toss play to ATN. I mean – I, I know that you're trying to get linemen out there, but but you're essentially 
wanting wide receivers to block, you know, wide receivers to block on the outside run, which just just line up in two tights and just run the ball in between the tacks. See, see what you can do. Yeah, this team needs to have – develop an attitude, a little smash yeah. mouth. That certainly is being – Pointed out by our our uh, listeners, our Duval Nooners, and then also you're getting quoted on the text line, uh, Big Sir, and everywhere else. This team is in a lounge chair drinking a colada. That is a great quote, and I just don't know uh, uh, how far you are from the truth because that's the scary part is this football team had a lot to play for, should have closed the door on two teams, unable to do so, and so we, we don't know what's ahead. We really don't. It's not like they played the Cowboys and the Eagles, okay? No, no. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about team two games that were gettable games. Yeah, and you and you kept their playoff hopes alive by giving them a dub, and that's what you have to look at. I mean, frankly, right. they should they should literally be embarrassed walking around that facility right now. They should. All right, two oh seven seventy seventy one. Hit the pop off line. Mokama Beer Company Monday. We'd love to hear from you. Mokama serving up great coffee every day of the week. Craft creations Tuesday through Sunday. Make sure you head to the tap room right there on South Eighth Street, or look for them on the shelves when you're. Shopping for craft, make it a Mokama Beer Company Monday right along with us. Uh, real quick, a couple of minutes, because we'll get back to the Jacks at the top of the hour. Uh, round of applause for Jaden Daniels, okay? The man won the Heisman Trophy, won him some hardware. Uh, I do like the fact that is who I voted as my number one player in, in all of college football. You guys know how much I was uh, loving on Jaden Daniels this year. But I like the fact that they didn't necessarily attach the vote to a team that was playing for a natty. It was the best player that you saw in college football. At least that's what, what I saw. What were your three? What were your three? I went, went Jaden Daniels. I was a Bo believer. I, yeah! put, I put Bo Nick second and Marvin Harrison Jr. third because he was, honestly, he's – you he's could the argue best player. the best player. I, I took care of you, bro. I didn't put Phonics on there just to make sure he. I appreciate that. So yeah, yeah. So all right. we made sure you didn't cartwheel. I wasn't, enough. I wasn't worried about it. So who did you vote for? I had Jaden Daniels at one. I had uh, Penix at two, and I put Jalen Milrow at three. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I like too. Yeah, like and, and and by the way, Milrow had uh, a had come a on year, great season. He really did. I believe there were season. four first place votes for Milrow. I I like what I saw, but I you know certainly didn't think he was. I think the best video that I saw on Instagram was. It was an Arizona State video where the teammates of uh, Jaden Daniels were clearing out his locker. Yeah. And one of the players said, oh, he's gone. He's bounced on us, whatever. He said, oh, good anyway. He sucks. You know what? Yeah. Bite it. Yeah. <laughs> Bite it, Arizona Five State. out of the last seven Heisman winners are transfers. Yeah. Wow. And can That's I also, a number. Can I also throw this? Well, all three of the finalists were yeah. transfers. All, yeah. yeah. All, well, three, but not minus Marv. The game is gone. Right. I forgot Marv was a finalist. Yeah. Right. Marv was a finalist. Marv. Uh, can I throw this your way, too? Arizona State's 2021 offense, coached by Herm Edwards, Jaden Daniels, Johnny Wilson, Rashad White, who was big for the Bucks yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Pearsall, Jalen Conyers, Trip. I don't know wow, these Ricky last four Pearsall. names, but yeah, yeah R- Ricky just, was there. I mean, those first four names alone. I think Benjamin was still there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was. Eno Benjamin, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Eno was still there yeah. in 2021. Wow. Hey, hey! They won if Herm, games, Curtis Hodges, Ladarius Henderson. I think they won eight or nine games that year. Right, but well, then they turned they they turned code on uh yeah. on old Jalen. Herm, Herm was me. recruiting well. They just shouldn't have run him out there with that COVID thing that they had had mm-hmm. against him. That's for sure. Well, I mean, to be fair, it was Antonio Pierce's <laughs> thing. So, well, yeah. Antonio Pierce. Uh, well, we're going to get no, to that yeah. because yeah. now he is in line to be an NFL coach, despite a hard fought question mark three we nothing were, loss. I mean, we were set back. 
to, I mean, I don't even think Heisman had been born before they created the Heisman. That's how bad that offense was between, uh, it was 0-0. It was 0-0. It was 0-0 at the half. It was 0-0 at the end of the third quarter. If not for a um, Greg the Leg kick with, I think it was like four minutes left in the game, then it would not have ended 3 nothing. How do you not score a touchdown? I mean, a pass interference, um, if you just throw the ball down the field, a pass interference to give you. You think they should have just thrown a jump ball It's probably down there somewhere. And Justin Justin Jefferson was playing in the game, right? Well, he got hurt then. He got hurt again. Here are the the final quarterback stats. Are you ready, Leon? Yes. So uh, Josh Dobbs was benched. Stick a pin in that because I want to come back to that. Uh, 10 of 23 for 63 yards. That's an average of 2.7 yards per throw. (laughs) Nick Mullins, 9 of 13 for 83 yards. Uh, Those were your two winning quarterbacks. Compared to Aiden O'Connell, 21 of 32 for 171 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception for the Raiders. Yeah, they they, they set us back. And by the way, the rules are there for for offense, and they could not create any of it. If nothing else, I would like to thank the Jaguars for once again passing the proverbial torch of media darling. Josh Dobbs, we're we're done with Dobbs mania. Uh, I, I don't know if Tommy DeVito can make a last stand on Monday Night Football tonight against the Packers, but what I do know is Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, national media darlings. I'm sure Flacco is going to win AFC Player of the Week as well. It just keeps churning, boys. Yeah. And the Jaguars, uh, a big reason why we keep finding new cult heroes each week in the National Football League. This is XL Primetime. We are trash. Jaguars putting the uck in suck since 2001. Peace. It's Mokama Monday on XL Primetime. Head to the tap room at Fernandina Beach every day that ends with Y and enjoy some Mokama. Oh, the us and suck. Oh, that's no bueno. All right, keep them coming. Mokama Beer Company Monday. We love the pop-off line. We love when you get a little shot in there. Look, you're frustrated. I totally get it. So, 207-70-71. Uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. Are you are you like as down as Taylor Swift is on Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs? Let us know. Uh, but right now, your football team uh, with Monday Night Football in the rearview mirror. Now you got Sunday Night Football coming up this Sunday night. So two primetime games over a three week stretch. That's usually reserved to the the Cowboys, the Eagles, you know, all, all the big name teams. Uh, you got an opportunity. You don't want to go over in the city. Under the lights, uh, if you can. You help. may never get back on prime time. Uh, yeah. it, it may very well happen that way. You are correct, sir. You are correct. All right. So we come out of this game. We're still trying to figure things out, lick our wounds, all that type of stuff. But you know, the the one thing that this football team has got to overcome, and this does come down to the personnel side of things, is that they have had answers for a lot of injuries. When let's just use, um, well, let's just use. Uh, Cam Robinson, as an example, when he went down, they had Walker Little to go out to that left tackle position, and you felt pretty good about it. But then when he went down, then Ezra went in, then Blake Hance went in, and we're talking about all sorts of uh, of negative news coming out. And then you go to the other side of the ball, and you got plenty of injuries there as well. So the, uh, let's figure out whether or not this football team can survive that. As a matter of fact, here's one that we need to give you. That just happened. Brought to you by... Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. A bit of good news on the injury front as Andre Sisco and Ezra Cleveland are both officially day-to-day. Doug Peterson meeting with reporters at the Miller Electric Center right now. Sisco exited the game with a groin injury, uh, which obviously, given what happened to Christian Kirk one yeah. week ago, 
need to make sure everything is okay in uh, in that general vicinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ezra Cleveland with a knee, which reporters who were in Cleveland, I was not traveling this weekend. Um, they said that Ezra Cleveland was walking up and down the sideline, but obviously needed to have an MRI this morning. Um, but Doug says that everything checked out with his knee and it's just soreness and monitoring it. Mm-hmm. Did well, Peterson at some point in that press conference say, we suck right now? I don't know. He's talking yeah. right now. We're on the air. At any point? I, I, can't do, I can't do two things at once. Well, yeah. I mean, is he, is he, at some point, is he ever just going to publicly say? I, he may be saying it to him in the locker room, and I don't care about that. Right. These guys have to have to know that people outside the locker room know that the coach thinks they suck yeah. the way they're playing right It now. really is. It's a, I, I'm guessing, as, as a head coach, it's a dicey situation to call your players out in public. Uh, you know, hit, hit Other coaches one. do it all the yeah. time. Well, I, I know. I don't know whether which ones are successful and which ones aren't. I, I, I don't know. I'm just sitting here going, I want him to be ticked off. I want him. Now, there was a time where he read them the, the riot act. What yeah. was it after the Houston Texans game? Yeah, yeah. So what does he do? Well, I mean, TC never called players out, but he ca- called out groupings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would say, "Well, the offensive line couldn't block anybody, or they couldn't protect, or the, the wide receivers dropped the balls and didn't run, run, run the route." So he would never single out a, a player. But when he <laughs> but did he that, would single out the grouping that cut yeah. you to the white meat. Yeah, did of not? course it did. Yes, they brought our you. attention. Now that that was the G version. Now we got the rated R version in the sure. media. Sure. Yeah, he let it be known. But knowing everybody who lives on talk, thank huh? you, JJ. Knowing who everybody who lives on your street, your friends. Have you heard him say that the O line's not getting it done? Yeah, of course. And all have. your friends know that. Then absolutely, he would single you out. I mean, yeah, but Dougie Fresh probably. has said enough, mm-hmm. similar to what you're saying, yeah. as far as Tom Coughlin's concerned. They are not in sync. They are not playing well. He said well, a handful. I would, I, I would like to see a little lather built up in the belly, though. Well, I can tell you who's not playing. They, they, listen, the tackles are okay. Mm-hmm. Ezra. Anton Harrison, they're okay. Interiorly, Sheriff, Fortner, Shatley, mm-hmm. they're not playing worth a damn right now, to be quite honest with you. None of the three. That's that's where the running game is. And Shatley just the, barely got back in the there. The running game is in t- the, the th- your three on their three. Mm-hmm. Can your three can your your three beat the one, the three in the middle linebacker? And right now it's not getting done. Yeah. Maybe this is encouraging then. Um, Doug Peterson also saying that Walker Little and Brenton Strange could get back on the field, not only for practice this week, but for the game on Sunday night as well. Mm-hmm. I was told that Walker Little um, not only needs to obviously overcome the hamstring injury, which we hear Gio say all the time on this program. Right. If you think you're ready to return from a hamstring, wait another week. Yeah. But part of it, too, is he has to be able to anchor. And so that's a big question mark in mm-hmm. his recovery process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be able to take on the bull. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, true, truly, because a lot of times Walker Little, I mean, he's six seven. He 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 stops the bull like he's six nine instead of he's six four, which right. means he doesn't sink his hips. Mm-hmm. He stands up and down. That's why he got in that trouble. That's how he heard his hamstring and got Trevor in trouble because he stands straight up and down to try to stop that bull. You got to sink those hips, get those hands inside, and keep your base, which he doesn't do. Yeah, that any part- chance you can go down to that facility and you nah, know, I'm, you know, up a little bit. I, I was told to stay in my era. You and Bo. <laughs> and look, stay, I stay in your air, Leon. That's what I, 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 I totally get and understand that, you know, when you want to call guys out and everything like that. But we have to, you have to look at this situation. And are you going to say that this team has every piece necessary to get the job done? They've got bodies, but do they have answers? Do they have the right guys? We, we go back to what didn't happen either in the offseason or at the trade deadline. And there are other teams that are acquiring people that are making plays for them. And there are also other, or other teams that have rookies step up and are making plays on a regular basis for them. It's like we mentioned, 
we just now had a sighting the last couple of weeks of Parker Washington, and you can see what they did see to reach for him in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good choice. Yeah, d- d- good putt return, too, that was called back by a silly penalty. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Antonio Johnson, hamstring, really shelved him for the first, what, month and a half at the very least, uh, and then just getting acclimated and back into where he can make plays. Obviously, he was able to make See, some plays I, I think they have plenty of players. Uh, this is the team that went to Houston and held a hot Texas team to 21 points. Mm-hmm. Yep. And won the game on the road. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think this is just guys thinking, oh, well, it's just the Bengals and, and Jake okay, Browning. But, but, and it's just the Browns. I mean, you got an 18, 18-year vet playing quarterback back there. We'll win that game. You yeah, can't but, do that in the NFL. I, I get it. I get it. And you can definitely, whenever you think uh, you've got it, you don't. You can't take anything for granted. But Christian Kirk went down. Trevor Lawrence was hurt. There, there are a handful of guys that have. You're cost down to your them. fourth string left tackle. Yeah, I mean those 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 things are real, and and you're supposed to be able to exploit that if you're the other team. This football team's not right now. Uh, as far as the defense goes, again, Doug Peterson is currently, as we speak to you on 1010XL, speaking with reporters at the Miller Electric Center. Uh, as far as when he was asked about the defense and what he thought of their performance yesterday, he says that. The truth of the matter is that it came down to three plays for 120 yards. There were communication errors and did say that the takeaways kept them in the game. It's true. They got burned on three massive plays. Yeah, but that ha- I mean, that's how you win ball games. Correct. Yeah, that's that's those are the moments that win ball games. Yeah, Every like, game it comes down to three or four right. or five. Co- right. coach, our coach says it all the time. So, and but like in other words, I'm not going to explain it away and say that those three cost. No, the no. entire performance cost yes. the game. I don't. I mean, like they got embarrassed by the Niners. They came back and had a great game against the Titans. Okay, yeah. then they go on the road and they have a great game against the Texans and beat a hot team. Right? Mm-hmm. Then you come back and here you are. It's Monday night and guess what? Whoop! And mm-hmm. then you go on the road against a Cleveland team that's got a lot of injuries and they're playing an old quarterback and whoop! Mm-hmm. Don't tell me the team that that beat Tennessee and the Texans the two weeks prior. Could not beat these last two teams because yeah. they could. Yeah, and, I don't want to hear about players. Yeah. I don't want to hear about a le- backup left tackle. You know why? Everybody's playing with injuries right now. Everybody have has backup left tackles, and you scheme your way around it. Mm-hmm. They are not playing well. Period. Yeah. End of discussion. You start you start thinking about teams that are are trending in the right direction. We'll get a good look. Now, the Green Bay Packers are facing kind of a hapless Giants team tonight, but they have turned a major corner. They put mm-hmm. themselves back in the conversation. My Lions. I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> They're pussycats right now. Are you ready I, for a saucy nug? Uh, I got one for they you. They are frustrating the hell out of me. Uh, Pro Football Focus, who who oh so loves the Lions and Aiden Hutchinson so much, they gave him a podcast, uh, just reported. The Lions have generated 28 sacks on 275 pressures this season. That is one sack every 9.8 pressures, the lowest in the NFL. The next worst is New Orleans with 27 sacks on 224 pressures, one sack every 8.3 pressures. Leon, real Saucy quick. nugs. Real quick, I want to circle back real quick. If you're on an NFL roster, you are expected to be able to play if you go in the game, correct? Absolutely. There's not one guy where there's a staff that say, that guy goes in, we got problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would yeah, say you, that. You step in between the uh-huh. lines, uh, it's I, fair game. I would say that. Somebody goes in, I look at him, I know what Leon's saying. No, no, saying. you say that, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying, like, yeah. if you're a coach, all right, and your job is to get a guy ready to play, and he's, in, he's one of 53 on, the NFL, on an NFL roster, you better damn well be ready to play, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about, oh, he's yeah. a backup. I know that, but uh, I, you could say it all day long. All I'm saying My- is it's another excuse as well. No, it's right. coaching. It's just another right. excuse. Right, that's on the coach, and that's why last week, Parker Washington not running the wrong route. Who, or, excuse me, running the wrong route. Who does that fall on? The player? 
It's yes, yeah, player and coach. Player he's, and he's, coach. He's got to be. It's preparation. Miles Garrett v. Blake Hance. I, I think I know there's a I, liability I on one side that. of that. I, look, I'm not yeah. saying that. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying he's not going to be. He's not going to play the same level as the other guy. But you should know he can play, and there's ways you can right. help him. Right. And and we have a lot of success stories from backup. So it's not like they can't play. I totally get that. I'm not dismissing any of. Them. I'm just simply saying. It just sounds it, like another excuse yeah. to me. Well, but another well, flipping excuse from this place. I, I mean, I know you keep saying that. Like, what else are we going to do? I mean, they they have to make excuses because they need excuses. They're losing. Okay, they don't. Or sit there. you just suck it up and say we play like crap. But they they've already said that, and now they have the excuses that come along with it. I mean, Trevor said it's been a minute. We've been playing together for a while now. We got to get this stuff right, and so. They not only just played, we coached like crap too. Yeah. Well, it's I, third and one. We're throwing the ball long. Yeah. I would love for Doug when we got to keep that. the defense yeah. off the field right. because they're yeah. dog tired. Right. I mean, I would love that, but I, I honestly don't don't know how much different that makes the product. I guess is my yeah. point. But you, you can't make excuses for paid pay professionals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not walking them. You know, I mean, you're not. You're not. None of these players need to be walked by the hand and, and taken to nursery school or preschool, whatever. These are paid for pre- professionals. They're not like you guys, bro. You got to uh, you just, have to understand I'm that, saying, man. Listen, I'm just that's saying. a long way from when you play. I'm telling you right now, well, it is. Well, I tell you, I tell you what. These guys still play hard. Let's not yeah, say yeah, I'm not say saying they don't. Not. I'm not okay. saying they don't. What yeah. I'm saying is because look the around and see the of, Cowboys and the, the Niners the and all these of other guys looking in the mirror and saying, well, "You ain't getting it done, man." Like yeah. Leon looking at himself saying, "You ain't getting it done." Man, those days are long gone, man. There's plenty of teams out there that well, got grown men that well, are playing. Well, no doubt, that. but you but yeah. they're now you have to find unique ways to motivate these guys. Whereas well, before it was, you're playing because of pride yeah, as much as anything. Yeah. Well, li- li- listen, this team has to understand. Ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. All right, ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. You you, you got injuries, so what? Teams are coming at you, and the Jaguars need to see, stop feeling sorry for themselves mm-hmm. and start get out there and stop playing some ball. Yeah, Christian Kerr is gone. Yeah, he's not coming back. A lot of these players that are, that, are, that are essential to your success are not coming back. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Get it over it. All right? And stop playing like you're feeling sorry for yourself because the NFL don't care. No, they don't. They don't care. No, They're they going to give you a spanking on the bottom <laughs> every week. Uh, until you you want to be treated like a baby? We're going to treat you like a baby. <laughs> We're going to treat you exactly. like a Exactly. Yeah, and then they, they are the ones that go home and cry. Uh, the text line says that if you practice like prima donnas, you play like prima donnas. Yes. Lace it up this week and practice and get after it. All right, so you guys get after it. Hit the pop-off line, 207-7071. We'd love to hear from you. And Mokama Beer Company Monday. Check out mokama.com, and you can find them right there on South 8th Street in Fernandina or on the shelves when you head to Total or ABC and get some of that great craft. We pressured on the first one, and, you know, they got us. So, you know, credit credit Cleveland there. I mean, they did a good job there. And, and then the next one, um, we just mit, misfit a gap. And, um, you know, he was he was open across the middle. The second one really is in our control, you know, and so we got to look at the film there and, and make that correction and, and uh, you know, just check out the communication at the time and see what was going on. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. That was Doug Peterson just moments ago down at the Miller Electric Center speaking with reporters. Here's another quote from Doug. Quite honestly... They show up in practice during the week, and that's where it starts. I'm a big believer that you're going to play like you practice, and when you don't have the crisp practice during the week, sometimes those things creep into a game. So is that him calling out his players, or is that just saying? I'll ask Matt Hayes, who's waiting for Doug to call out his players. He's definitely calling them out, but, like, Mm -hmm. 
he's now said that. How many times they, where they didn't practice well, he said? And at least three or four times in the last month and a half, I think he said that. Mm-hmm. Which didn't practice well. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. his right. job well, to make I mean, sure they practice that, well. He's the guy running the practice. Why is that allowed? Yeah. Right. Mistakes. Why uh, miscommunication? Or you're allowing it. I'm, I'm a proponent of how you pro- how you practice is how you play. I mean, it goes so, back to both things. Now, yeah. same thing we always talk about. Absolutely. Coach has to insist on it. Player needs to demand it from mm-hmm. each, from one another. Yeah, and players want to be coached hard. Mm-hmm. If players that want to win, you know, they want to be coached hard. So that, you're, you're saying to us that if there's breakdowns of communication in practice, that means it's being allowed mm-hmm. because now we're seeing it on Sundays. So is it calling out his players or perhaps his coaches too? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I mean, you you can't you you, you can't allow bad behavior in practice and think you're not going to see it exactly. Sunday in games. Yahtzee. I would like to formally withdraw my Aquay nomination for Mike Caldwell. Uh, I may bring We're it back, back there now. I may bring it back, but right now I'm going <laughs> to formally withdraw it. Okay, the assistant coach of the year is not necessarily going to go to two a guy seasons you've done who lets now. Joe you know that, flipping right? Flacco throw for. 300-plus, and lets Jake Buster Browning throw for whatever it was, 350-some. Oh, my God. Shout-out to my boy Ian Eagle for the proper pronunciation, as you as you just noted. Uh, Busta Brown, yeah, yeah. not Buster Brown, <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. absolutely fantastic. I thought Buster looked fine, honestly. Yeah. I didn't think he was the problem. Uh, Darius Williams officially was credited with uh, – I want to make sure I get the right numbers here – he allowed two catches for eight tar- two catches on eight targets for 61 yards, one touchdown and then had the one pick. Yeah. And he slipped on the touchdown. But I still didn't feel like I, even with the pick mm. like the way this defense was playing week 4, week 5, week 6, I'm just not getting that ferocity mm-hmm. and I just want to know where the fire went. Mm. That's I think Josh Allen kind of might have played like one of his worst games this year. And Trayvon and, Walker was nowhere to be found. Right, and and I was going to say at least with Josh Allen, he still was in the backfield. He well, still he still had some pressures. He had, four, he had four pressures. Trayvon yeah. had three. Josh got held a couple times too. I don't, yeah. I think that's safe to say. But you're not seeing. I I you know I try and defend guys that that can be developed, and I want to see more out of Trayvon Walker. He has played maybe better than some people think, not as good as others hoped. But they there's no question that they are still at a loss at the line of scrimmage defensively with creating regular pressure on quarterbacks, making them uncomfortable. Name the last time, like, yeah, they they forced Flacco into a poor decision. They forced Browning into one or two poor decisions. They forced C.J. after running around a bunch into one or two poor decisions. But for the most part, they lived clean in that pocket, and that's the part that's frustrating every Jaguar fan out there. you got to make those guys uncomfortable from the jump. Yeah, but – this is something that if the Jacks the Jaguars don't fix, you better get used to it. Because, I mean, as much as we're talking about the defense not getting home, that offensive line was well prepared. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm watching them the whole game, and I'm watching them stymie. They, all they did was slide the protection to Josh and then one-on-one on one blocks. On, they felt that man-to-man that they could block everybody else one-on-one. Right. I mean, you're, you're going to see – and what do you think you're going to get in the playoffs? When you get in the playoffs, you're going you're, you're to go up against a well-oiled, well-equipped, well-prepared offensive line that was going to try to run the ball on you and protect the and protect their quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to see. If you don't, if you don't, if you can't do this now, then you're not going to magically do it in the playoffs. Right? They got to somehow fix this. Somehow they got to be able to fix this to where they can get some pressure on the quarterback. And whoever we see in the playoffs is going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same 
process of protection, running the ball, and scoring points. You know what else? Is, there's just not an – the urgency isn't there. And I think it's on both sides of the ball. But I think it's just as much on the offense as it is the defense because – I agree. The Bengals game, you're up 7 nothing. You get the stop near midfield. Take the ball and score and make it 14 nothing, and they're done. Mm-hmm. They are done at that then point. Then everything works after yes, that. Yes, it's all different after everything. that, okay? But you don't. You let them stay in the game, and the game turns. And mm-hmm. then the, the, the Browns yesterday, you get the ball in the second half, what do you do? First freaking thing that happens. Penalty. 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 Week 15, penalty. Worse and then three yeah. and out. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because Doug Peterson brought that up as well mm-hmm. in his press conference this afternoon saying that the pre-snap penalties, it's not just penalties, it's pre-snap penalties, sets the offense back. And well, so, possessions are so important in football, man. So let's Golly. let's go through. Thank you to at hashtag wars on X um, for doing the heavy lifting for us. Full start on second down, made it second and 15. Delay of game on third down, made it third and 10. Full start on second down, that made it second and 13. The Ingram catch that was overturned and Ridley was not looking for the ball. Fortner false start makes it third and twenty-one. Delay of game, you line up to go for two. When you line up, how does your two. center? But false it's so start. funny, like when you, how does you your look center at this, false start? Okay, the he's the, got his hand on the ball. Yeah, how is he false starting? I don't in know. week fifteen because yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, how does Kadarius Tony line up offsides? Okay, I mean it, it happens in a lot of places. But look at the penalties. Jacksonville was flagged seven times for just forty yards. That was it. At least this is what the stats say. The Browns flagged eight times for 75 yards. You'd think mm-hmm. you'd be able to take advantage of that. Jacksonville held Cleveland to less than 25% on third down. That's pretty good, right? But guess what? They gave up the big plays that ended up in touchdowns. And so you can do one thing or a handful of things well, but if you don't protect that scoreboard, if you don't protect that goal line, uh, and you don't move guys off the ball when you need your third and one, those are the ones that are going to get you. Jacksonville, 7 of 17, Leon, in third down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's bad. And, and, and that's bad because, because you know, most of the times in those short yard situations, uh, I keep harping on it, wearing shotgun. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, when the defense is out there and they've been out there on a the drive or whatever, the last thing you want to do is give their offense the ball again, the drive again. Now your defense is shot. Yeah. you got to get that first down. you got to find a way. Even if you got to go for it on fourth down, you've got to get the move to change. You've got to control the time of possession to where at least you give your defense a break. It's not rocket science, man. It's third and one. Yeah. You run the ball. You don't throw deep. Uh, they've tried that. It's, and it hasn't worked. It's 28 20. Yeah. It's not rocket science. You kicked the extra point. They're the worst short yardage running team you I've this. ever seen. Ever. Yes. They've, tried, they've tried that old third and one, and they run. I mean, it ain't working. You're down four. You kick the extra point and go down three. Yeah. That's the way it works. Oh, that, that was just a, an asinine decision mm. to, to go for two. Honestly, it really was. Well, but, what do you think about even before that? There's like three and a half minutes left in the it's, game. They're at their 38, it, yeah. and they go for it. They go well, for yeah, it. because here's another thing. It's also not rocket science. Don't jump off sides in the fourth quarter on a punt right. when you're trailing. Yeah, all of them. All of them. And so, yeah, I, you, I'm not making excuses for them. I'm saying that is bad. Is that is that wrong? Yeah, that's bad. Golly, man. So the dot graph, as in Trevor Lawrence's passing chart, just came out. Mm-hmm. I know, again, not the best TV, but, of course, you can watch us on YouTube, mm-hmm. even though uh, this will look pretty little. But I'm going to mm-hmm. show it to Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to show it to Matt and Leon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you tell me. What's wrong with this passing chart? Mm-hmm. Nothing down the seams. Nothing, Nothing the middle. across the, the middle. middle of the field. Because you... Kirk's gone. And Just because Christian Kirk's gone, we take away the middle well, of the field? That's what, okay. and, Clearly that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you had just barely seen Calvin go across the middle of the field two games ago against the Texans. 
And that goes back to the play action and a lot of that other stuff. Well, the first throw they threw to him was the first throw he caught as a slant. Didn't yeah. go back to it the rest of the game. Yeah. Yep. And Zay Jones isn't working the middle of the field. And Zay Jones is a size guy now. But they okay? did against the Titans and the Texans. And so is the excuse just, well, he's not healthy, so we can't put him under center, we can't do anything? Like Maybe. Uh, under center, sure, but you can't throw across the middle of the field because he's hurt? Yeah. And look, he, it doesn't. He, that doesn't make sense to me, especially when, yes, the, the five passes that he – or six passes, excuse me, he completed across the middle of the field that were all within 10 yards, mm-hmm. we're all caught. Yeah. And if he's, if he's throwing it 51 times, then you certainly can work the middle of the field. Uh, and so, look, we can – we, again, now can make a decision. Is that a play call or is that a decision by a quarterback not to find the middle of the field in, in, in those open spots? Not sure. Well, it's uh, progressions with the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. You like would they think. They tell him, this is, yeah, we're going not, here. This is our one. Right. After that, here's your progression. Right. They have the route tree, and you have to make a decision on who's open and who's not. And we already talked about the targets and whether he put them on the guy or not. Whether the defense was on the guy or not, they still did not com- complete enough of them. I mean, we, we can motion ATN in the slot and have a safety or a linebacker cover. Him in space in the middle of the field, you yeah. trying to tell me he can't make a play right. in space? How about a circle route for ETN? I know it's like so, wheel. That's yeah, what I've been dreaming of. Route. Something, wheel. please. Give me, yeah. give me something. Yeah, that's what I've been dreaming of. Yeah. It me, worked me against the Clark. Steelers. Yeah, it did, didn't it? I know that was a go route, not a wheel route, but still. Yeah, it was. You got him out down. You got him out there. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, those those visions, you know, like Clark, you picture that pool mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas vacation uh, during the summertime. I was picturing all you picturing stuff. the pool. You were picturing what was coming out. Of yeah, the but I was picturing that, too. Right. But mm-hmm. I but all during the summertime, I was picturing what ETN was going to represent, what tank was going to bring to the table, what Kirk in space would be able to do. Christian Kirk was having a an awesome year before he mm-hmm. got hurt. And so and of course, Calvin, remember. If we – like so many different examples we are given in preseason football, you should ignore everything you see because you'll fall in love in the preseason. Oh, yeah. And we thought Calvin and Trev were going to be unstoppable. And now you got to – you're reaching a point where you got to ask that question. Is Calvin Ridley worth re-signing? It's a great question. Yeah. It is a great Honestly, question. it's a great question. Has he done enough? Uh, right now, I'm no. me saying no. no. Is he done enough to lose the second round pick? Right, because because yeah. if you sign him, yeah. you're losing a second round pick too. Yeah, yeah. So you are giving. You may up, be using that second round pick on a wide receiver at this yeah. juncture. You're giving even up if capital. you do eventually sign him post the league year open. Yeah, you're giving up capital, and you'd have to pay him in the neighborhood if you resign him in that eighteen million plus. Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a head case. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, like he disappears, and then he's you know you saw the play that went viral yesterday. It was the touchdown actually, yeah, where he's yeah, yeah, it looked like he got robbed. complaining to the ref. Yeah, while like, the next play during the play <laughs> a, as it's being snapped. Yeah, and so look, I I've become he's like head down you, mopey guy. Like this is the this is what people were talking about when they said. Hey, there's some red flags with the signing. Right. You know, it's not the gambling. It's yep. the guy that he just took his ball and went home in the middle of a season. Yeah. 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 Like, we, how, that was a huge red flag. He's a mental lightweight. Yeah. So say. we'll ask that question, uh, honestly, as we get, you know, get closer and closer. But right now, I'm, I'm way, I'm not even on lukewarm. I'm, I'm, I'm on a no. Uh, Augie Bush just texting in, no, no. Uh, I don't know. How well, it, clearly, though, your priority is re-signing Josh Allen. If you have to use the tag on anybody, it's him. Is yeah. it not? Well, okay. This is I, I love this because we'll probably have this discussion a little bit more tomorrow. 
but we would have gone into this year saying no to Josh and yes to Calvin. Mm-hmm. And now it's flipped. At least that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're not. T- there's no way you tag Josh Allen. You're right. signing. Sign yeah. him. Whatever but you want, you got to sign him. If you need more time to get the yeah, deal you can done. do that. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But the, right. the reality is that's the sign. Let's that's keep it going with that, and then uh, we'll get we'll get into just at least a little bit of college football news uh, that has popped up, uh, decommits and transfer portals and stuff like that. You got to pay attention to all of it. It's an XL Primetime Mokama Beer Company Monday. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mokama. Check out their great craft in the tap room at Fernandina Beach. We've been talking about your Jaguars going down in defeat to the state of Ohio the last couple of weeks. They're up there going, oh, H-O-I-O, and I'm over here going, oh, no. Uh, This team now, after what was a great situation, in a position to rise to that number one seed, at the same time the Kansas City Chiefs are losing back-to-back games, Jacksonville lost back-to-back games. I, All right. I have to say something quickly about Ohio yeah. and about the fans yesterday. Yeah. They were great. They were loud. Um, yeah. But during the broadcast, mm-hmm. they threw a beer on Frank Frangie. <gasps> what? And I will not stand for that. What? What happened? I, I, they came back from a commercial break. I'm the producer. And uh, they were complaining. It sounded like Logs was going to leave his... <clears throat> maybe quit his job and go down there and rough someone up. Wow. Because like the that. guy threw a beer at all three of them. Like, so he threw it up into the box, yeah. that would mean. Yeah. It wasn't like it just, like, oh. dropped from above. No. Wow. They were like a guy intentionally threw a beer at us. That's Cleveland wow. for you. That is That's Cleveland. That's Cleveland pound, for you. That's a dog pound, bro. <laughs> yeah. So they, listen, Jack, make a scene. Throw uh, the Ravens. Somebody, who, somebody's got to get, you know, a beer shower after yeah, well, that. Or better yet, if the Browns do have to come here for a playoff game. Don't waste beer, people. You know <laughs> where, yeah. you know where to throw your beer to. Yeah, don't throw beer. Yeah. Do not waste beer. Waste water. Yeah. Um, by the way, not only are the Kansas City Chiefs on a two-game losing streak, so are the Philadelphia Eagles. And dare I say, there are currently, because I'm looking at the picture of it right now, there are currently protesters outside of the link with Fire Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, signs. <laughs> Marching around the stadium. Uh, it's it's mm. funny because they just barely got to where they expected a lot out of their football team post Doug Peterson and, and Nick Foles with the statue uh, back in 17. They thought they had it. Of course, they made it to the Super Bowl last year, but they lost both coordinators. Mm. And now Jalen Hurts, I saw the number last night they put up there. If I have this right, Jalen Hurts now has 10 picks and six fumbles lost. That's a lot. And remember the contract they gave Jalen Hurts in the offseason. Remember that bad boy? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we'll stay on the Jags, but let's do a, a little college football here real quick. And we got the quarterback whisperer coming up. Uh, but the Army-Navy game, it, it, I, I, I would, I'm proudly wearing my pullover today because I just love the Army-Navy game and what it represents and seeing those two uh, just fight all the way to the end with actual passes. Goal stand. Actual, hmm? A goal line stand in oh, the yeah. game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, they What's went over that? that. They went over that thing and over that thing. It looked like, and you can picture this, you military lovers out there, when they were pushing the flag up. Okay, right. that's what it looked like. That that all that sea of humanity, yeah. uh, right there at the goal line. But 
Uh, Navy comes up short. Obviously, um, they had a chance if that had been uh, ruled a touchdown, they would have it's been a able classic to classic example two. of whatever's called on the field is going to do it. Yeah, and and, and and he wasn't in, and mm-hmm. he wasn't, yeah. and and forward progress had been halted. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And I picked Army. Okay, so let's just let's right. just. Be they real. better never have it there again. Yeah, because it wasn't sold out. Mm-hmm. There was like tons of empty seats. Bunch it was pathetic. I hated that. Yeah, yeah. I did Philly, like Philly Belichick though. I thought Belichick was great on game day. He obviously is a historian. His ties to Lee Corso mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, but I also couldn't help but chuckle that Robert Kraft had to get screen time before Bill Belichick yeah. could. Yeah, <laughs> there was just a little. I was like, oh, insisting. Of course. Yeah, I understand he's hosting the game, mm-hmm. so respect to him. But I was like, of course. Before so Bill Belichick it, could have his moment right. with the college team that he just bleeds yeah. like that, that those are his people. The trivia question was like, what other two places? It's only been not in the Mid Atlantic for two times in the entire 125 year history, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. New York and Boston. No, oh. it was That's actually at the Rose Bowl in mm-hmm. the 80s, and it was packed. And then in, like, the 30s, they did it, I think, in Chicago or something. I didn't realize the Rose Bowl had one because then that does open up the question we were discussing with the boys on Friday. Listen, it's the site of the largest watch party. It's been said. Huge naval presence. It's been said quite often the cost would be enormous. Oh, really? Because you have to bus Annapolis and West Point in. And so that's why it's always going to be – when you said Mid-Atlantic, I'm thinking, well, yeah, Baltimore – uh, Philly, all those places they've they've had it in D.C., Philly, and Baltimore primarily, mm-hmm. and you have to bust them in, and so that's the hardest thing is financially putting it together. At least that's what you know Rick Catlin would always tell me, and he was the you know longtime director of the Tax Layer Gator Bowl. Is that you're talking about enormous cost? That's the, the only get thing the buses started a few days early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get them on the bus. Couple couple days on the bus. But I just I, I, I love on the C five man. Yeah, yeah that yeah. too. Fly them down. Maybe, but I, and you never know. They they may they may look at it one day. But just the the pageantry, as we always say, it, the march on everything's just just awesome. Awesome. I actually right. was didn't like that army wasn't. They were like doing shotgun plays. Mm-hmm. I was offended I by that. Because I was like, no, <laughs> triple option for me. That's it. But they finally had to say, you know what? We're going to throw the ball. Okay, we're going to Keyshawn this After bad boy. After 100 years. And, and, and there were passes, like like not just a pass, passes uh, from both teams, which is just crazy. So they are uh, advancing uh, like you know the ground game uh, into the, the, the passing Progress. game. Exactly. All right, um, college football, Maddie. Uh, <clears throat> during the this stretch – we got the transfer portal. I've got some odds on the transfer portal as far as where players are going to go. But then also, let's hit the recruiting. Uh, well, there's vibe also, right there's now. A, I mean, it's it's a significant situation right now because we all know that Florida State's their class is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're top three right now. Now they have an official visit schedule from jo- from jo- uh, Jonathan Smith, who is the just excuse me Jeremiah Smith, who's the number one overall player, the wide receiver from down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, he's, oh, he's uh, committed, a Florida he's kid committed to Ohio of. State. Correct. He's committed yeah. to Ohio State, and everyone assumed that Florida had a chance to flip him. Well, it's probably not going to be Florida has a chance to flip him. It might be Florida State that has a chance to mm-hmm. flip him. He wants. He said he wants to go play in the NFL, and clearly what Ohio State does with receivers, you can see he can get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So now all Florida's got to, Florida State's got to say is, you see this guy right here that we just took, Keon Coleman? He's going the first round. Yeah. He's got a real good Johnny shot, Johnny Wilson's I would think. going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Gainesville, what are you pointing to? Nothing. I mean, there's nothing you can point to. Is this, is this a kid from Shaman? Ricky Pearsall. Yeah, 
because they got two. They got two wide receivers. The one Ohio, the one, I, the the one's, one's going to Miami. The one's big time. Yeah, though, but one's going to Miami too. You know that, right? The other kid goes. And he had a great catch in the title game. <laughs> <laughs> just please, just. FYI, Matt All right. Hayes. All right. All I'm saying is if the Knowles get Jeremiah Smith, that's going to be – that's a big, big, big deal. Mm-hmm. So big the, deal. Oh, yes. The yes, other yes, news yes. over the weekend um, out of Gator country, um, the, the the city of Gainesville, that mm-hmm. is, um, was, the si- was the agreement, I should say, because he obviously is still on their staff, of Los Angeles Chargers assistant Will Harris as the yeah. new DB coach. Was this – a move that a lot of people saw coming, Matt? Is it kind of out of left field? What does this signal from Billy Napier? Especially because the reports early are that other hires are in the works, but they won't actually be announced until signing. Well, I think you shouldn't say they had to have a DBs coach, but you're, if, if you've got a group of DBs you're trying to hold on to mm-hmm. with the recruiting class and go or, get, yeah. or, or going after in the portal – you got to have a staff. You got to have a D line coach too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, it's it's strange. The whole thing is strange because the two guys that got fired from that staff are the two guys with that are the most respected assistants on the staff, especially when you talk about community. secondary too. Yeah, with Corey Raymond and Spencer, both of yeah. them. Um, they clearly did not get along with the guy running the defense. Mm-hmm. So that was part of it as well. Yeah, Chris Farley. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's look, he's going down. He he clearly has made it very clear, Billy Napier, that if I'm going down, I'm going down with my guys. And well, you got to give him look. You, you got to give him credit for that, right, man. Right. But at the same time, you know he's pulling uh, Gator Nation down with it. Yeah. Uh, the meme going around he of is. him as the captain of the Titanic. I mean, Mike. has been making me God. laugh for like four straight days. Yeah. And there's nothing to worry about. What is that ice? Ah, that's no big deal. <laughs> uh, not, and, and by the way, <laughs> uh, speaking of icebergs and ships sinking and all that kind of stuff. The one guy they did hire, Will Harris, uh, who's going to come in the secondary. Is he head secondary? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's leaving a sinking ship as well. Uh, at some point, we are going to hit a vat with Brandon Staley getting bounced. Okay? There is no doubt so. in my mind. The only mind. reason we're not, according to Adam Schefter, he just hopped on McAfee. He yeah. said the only reason we're not getting it today is because they play on Thursday night and have a short week. Yeah. There's no doubt that he will be cleaning out his office within seven short days. At least that's my prediction. Uh, because, oh, it'll be by Friday, I would yeah. think. In that five was days. Just, uh, you want to talk about a butt ugly performance? And, and granted, uh, Justin Herbert got hurt again, but that is right. a that is a bad football team right now. And then he was talking about benching Eckler, who was like the one form of offense they had. Yeah. So yeah. you tell me he's escaping getting run out to go to a place where he's going to get run out in ten months or less. Uh, I, I I guess uh, Friday or ten months. months from now. <laughs> what would you take? <laughs> okay. What would you take? I think I think I think I would take that ten months from now. Probably, uh, probably. All right, all right, Big Sir. So uh, you are out. I'm out. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I shall. Uh, he heads off, and we say hello to the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Will be coming up. Mokama Beer Company Monday. You guys can still hit the pop off line, especially if you are still a little fired up about that performance yesterday. Uh, where does it hit you the most? Two oh seven seventy seventy one. Hit the pop off line now. The quarterback whisperer. Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security. Register Sausage. And George Moore Chevrolet. One, two, three. Dropping is Trevor Blitz. All out blitz. Trevor fires deep downfield. And that ball is going to be picked off. That was a difficult choice. It was third in the yard. Greg Newsom had tight coverage on Calvin Ridley. The Jacks spread the field. 
in the short yardage situation, and the ball is picked off. Well, there you go. Uh, that's how it went down. I called it uh, zero and zero uh, crime with one of the plays that was made against uh, Calvin Ridley, and uh, there were numerous mistakes on the offensive side of the football. Was it the receiver running the wrong route? We'll get into all that coming up as we say hello to our man, Denny Thompson, the quarterback. What's going on? How are you guys? Good, Good. man. How are you doing? Great. I didn't Great. realize yeah. you were such a sausage guy. I'm a sausage guy. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. what I've been – yeah, that's what I've been told. Yeah. 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 And who hasn't among us? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. We are evidently the sausage dudes, so yes. we have the sausage, oh, is is? sausage yes. guy so many and sponsors. the sausage dudes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's so, the hottest segment on radio right now. <laughs> Everybody trying to get in. Exactly, they are. We're going to get to uh, the college game and the fact that I felt terrible you didn't go to New York. We'll get into that coming yeah. up in just a little bit. But, but just start with Trevor. There's no question that his ankle injury – he had to come through some serious rehab and pain thresholds to be able to play yesterday. And it didn't necessarily hurt him, but he wasn't spot on. And then you add to that, run the wrong route. Well, there's a couple calls, things. I, I, I think, uh, first off, shout out to Trevor and Will Wankoop because mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to know the hours that they put in yeah. to last week. Um, you know, have, having been on this side of it and just seen what goes into getting somebody ready to play after that. Right. It's it's excruciating. Like mm-hmm. it really is. It's Will not got just that like national TV love too. Did he good? Yeah, they good, did. Good. They did a, I'm glad. They did a he deserves it. it because it, it it is like a truly a, it's a 18 hour day grind. Yeah, uh, to get just to be able to play that game. And so shout out to him for even wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it was pretty obvious, you know, early on that he felt comfortable uh, mechanically. I didn't see any. He wasn't affected no, in any way, true. shape, or form. But, man, what just has stuck out to me all year, and I've been saying it all, I've been consistent all year, is there's just – this receiver group and Trevor is not on the same page. And I don't know – I don't think it's play call. I don't think anybody's calling bad plays. I'd, I take the Parker-Washington play last week when Trevor got hurt. I look mm-hmm. at that, and it's like, man, that's like day one install, Parker. Just get there. Go, go, right. go, go. You've got to get there. You drug. You're the pre-snap read, and Trevor got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's times yesterday where you see Trevor looking over in this area and they're not there. And I, and I, I don't know whose fault it is, but at this point, I, I'm going to go on the assumption that it's it's outside. And I don't think it's just Calvin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I think it's just. You caught a tough break losing Christian Kirk. You've mm-hmm. caught a tough break where you've had to kind of you lost Agnew. Um, there's been times where Zay's been down. And you just haven't gotten into this rhythm and you keep trying to plug holes and it just is not working. And the offense is not flowing the way you want it to. And now ETN's being affected. He can't get into a rhythm. And so I think it's just time to figure out, like, what do we look like for the next five weeks? It can't be what the original plan was. No. That's the thing. You you can't keep doing the same thing over and over no, because it's, be, it's just not what working. What do we do well? Let's focus on what we do well. Well, what is that? And, That's and, a great question. I would be going with the short passing game. Honestly, I would hire. Go back to the very beginning of the year, though, Joe. The very beginning of the year. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. And we all sat on here and was like, "Man, you got to take your shots down downfield. You got to right. take them downfield." I, I just think it's a. How do you get seventeen more involved? Because mm-hmm. he's your best player. right That's now. Doug Peterson's strength, y'all. Like his strength has always been. You give me that move tied in, mm-hmm. and you let me try to establish 
matchups here, right? Mm-hmm. And it feels like we've gotten away from that with Ingram, and it feels like we've gotten away from that with ETN. And so whatever we got to do, I don't know if it's empty where you create those or, or, or go back to some of those motions and shifts or whatever, I feel like you got to do that to get 16 back in a rhythm. I don't think he's playing poorly. Oh, I think I he's playing either. really well. The, o- the, the only thing that, like, from yesterday is just it looked like his release. He wanted that ball out of his hands sooner than, than maybe before because of the injury. Well, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, he that's don't even natural. know who his left tackle is. Right, that's natural. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's smart. Um, you're coming off of, of an injury that you got bull rushed pretty quickly on. Mm-hmm. And now you've got, what, your four-string left tackle yeah. who's never taken a snap for you before. Under the circumstances, the fact that you're taking drops and you're able to establish in rhythm lets me know you're a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it, you're, you're not really worried about all that stuff. You're trying to win a football game. And, yeah, you threw some picks, but, man, so what? Like, you're just trying to win games. I keep saying this every week, but the reality of this thing is the right people lost yesterday. Yesterday really didn't matter. Um you you just can't let this thing get worse. You're still a good football it does team. Matter. You still control your destiny. You just got to come out Sunday blank slate. And you just got to get right back on the path, or you're going to be the Dolphins from last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that you just got to figure this thing out. And they at least had out. the excuse of Tua was down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think like this. You got to have Kirk and you got to have Zay. And and now all of a sudden, I think the frustrating thing as a Jags fan is you look at this and you thought explosive offense, and now you're going, well, God, we got to have a rebuild on the line, and then oh by the way, we we still need a receiver, right? And it's like ah, we only got so many years before these cap numbers start to catch Better up. Better believe it. So I already showed it to these guys, but I'm going to pass you the laptop, and I want you to look at the uh, the graph, the okay. plot, the plot graph. Big graph guy, are you? Of uh, of Trevor's targets <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, big sausage, big oh, graph guy. We're, we're going back to original content you and I did about no middle of the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that where you were going? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And, of course, I saw a lot of uh, First Read Freddy tweets on the timeline yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, – you know, I remember me and I doing a segment on the draft, and that was one of the things I mentioned in that segment is in college, there really wasn't a whole lot of stuff over the middle of the field. Um, I don't blame him. He's got an elite arm. He can he can hit every corner of the field. And right. There's a lot less danger out there than there is in here. True. I also just don't think that they've got the time to get over the middle of the field. And, and that's the other thing. It's it's when you look at the way defenses can play them right now is you're not worried about somebody stretching you 40 yards down the field. You can't. Etn can't run. They, they can bring pressure. They they know you have to get rid of the ball quickly. Um, and the defenses are playing into that. All right, so I'm going to go real quick to college, okay, and Carson Beck. Um, he's your guy. You train him. Jacksonville guy. Um, I'm sure he hasn't made a decision yet, but give me – because I've talked to two different scouts who both told me he, he's a first – got a first, day one grade. No, oh, he's first-rounder. So so what are the positives of him going to the NFL and the positives of him staying in Georgia for another year? Man, I have done this no less than a 1,000 times in the last week. 90% of my life right now is Carson Beck. Because there's seemingly no negatives. There's no, no negative no. going back. No negative going to the NFL. It, it's it. You're right. Like you can't. It's I'm looking at this as you can't make a wrong decision. And so I think this is the beauty of NIL in a way. And I'm not trying to dodge the question, Matt. But here's a kid that gets to make a decision, and either way, there's a payoff. And so he can do what's best for him. What he feels is best for him. But to be fair, in the past, you just had to go to the NFL to get the payoff. Right. To be right. fair, like if he's the tenth pick, he's going to get twenty one million. It's not just one – like, Georgia could pay him $4 million 
then he's making twice what he would make annually, his annual salary. So you can spend that anyway. Right. Because I, I could I could also, in that scenario, because we've done this, is I could also say, let's say you're 10. Let's say you go back to Georgia and they give you whatever. It's nowhere near. I know. I Some of these reports out. are I was just insane, throwing that number out. Yeah. But let's just, let's just, for hypothetical purposes, mm-hmm. let's say they give you a million. Okay. Okay. Um, and then next year you play your way to the top three, and there's a big bump. We've already looked. There's a mm-hmm. big bump in salary pool. That's like a $30, $40 million hit over one year. So either you bet on yourself or you bet on a top 10 this year is what you do. So what it, well, what it comes down to, I think, is do you want to play another year of college football? Yeah. I do think Where it do you feel be, like you're best at? It should be as simple as that, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think it is. I think NIL has allowed that to happen. I, I think it is. Sure, there's way more money in NFL. Stop reading these reports and believing these reports about these kids getting offered twenty million. I was just going to ask, what do you think of Marv in a twenty-five million dollars? Just stop it, Maserati. It, it's not cut and dry like that. It's not. All right, they Dave, may. You are you are a believer. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You are a believer that if you can go, you go. Right. <sighs> See, that's why I asked any of that question because there's there's a no. I'm actually I've changed on that. Okay. Oh. To, yeah. I've changed on that. And this isn't have, doesn't have anything to do with Carson. I hate to even mention this now because every Georgia fan is going to be like, Denny said Carson's going back. And no, I, I'm not saying that. I have no idea what he's going to do. I think that right now with NIL is, I've gone much more on the side of what is literally best for this 22-year-old's mental health. Wow. And that's you the, were at the other end. I was. Yeah. And that is the only thing that I care about right now. Because at the end of the day, like, are we making a decision fearful of injury? Like, is that how we're going to live our life? Is that what we're going to do here? Can't do it. And if we're making that decision, like, are we going to regret that decision either way? So what if, – if, if you're going to make more money than the average person is going to make in the first 10, 15 years of their lives by going back to college, and that's what you want to do, then forget about the $21 million. Let's put that off and let's play the odds here. I don't know what he's going to do, but that's just how I feel about the whole situation now. Yeah. And I, I don't really – that I've seen these guys, man, and it's so sad to see what these guys, I'm not talking about Carson, what they go through mentally to only get to a place where they're comfortable and have to go through it again at the next level. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready for that, go. If you're not ready for that, or even if you are ready for that, but you're just having a good time, stay. Yeah, and You only get to do college once. Well, I, I, I like your NIL math, too, because you could always use the argument the sooner I get there, the sooner I get my second contract, okay? Because that's, that's, right. that's where the yeah, big yeah. money is. But the NIL math moves you, as Matt used the example, from 10th overall to 3rd overall. You're making money now. You make more money then. And I'm telling you, and we just all said it in one way or another, there is a quality of life to walking that's a right. campus and playing for a championship that, that you will have stories to tell forever. Now, I, I will say this. I, I watched Anthony last year go through that process and crush that process, go to Indianapolis and be in the best place I've ever seen that kid in his life, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, everywhere, right? Performing, like just loving life. So I'm not. the answer is not always going back to college. You can be in a toxic situation yeah, di- in college. The difference is he was leaving a losing team. Carson will be leaving. That's right. That's right. I, I, and I'm not trying to use the Florida Georgia. I'm just saying, like, it's that situation in college. Do, is, is, it, is it beneficial for you to stay from a developmental standpoint? Do they have a plan to develop you? Right. What, are you good in the offense? Is this a system? Do you have people around you? 
And if all those are yeses and you're having fun there and you're winning football games and you're getting good quality reps, I, I like it's hard to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's something good about it. All right, we'll keep it going. You guys want to throw a question the quarterback whispers way? Uh, hit the text line six four one ten ten. A Mocama Beer Company Monday. Don't forget coffee every single day up in beautiful Fernandina in their tap room on South 8th Street, and then Tuesday through Sunday, that great craft. You can look for all of them. The Cosmico is my favorite IPA uh, up there that they're uh, brewing, so you can check out any of the lagers, sours, pilsners, stouts, you name it. They got it. Mocama.com. Mondays on XL Primetime, brought to you by Mocama. Check out their great craft in the tap room in Fernandina Beach. You nooners on the text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Digging. Our conversation with the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, who is with us for one more segment on this Mokama Monday edition of XL Primetime. What has Leon, I'm sorry, what has Leon done to this chair? Oh, no, it's not Leon. It's just been an evolution of the, the various people that sit in that chair. There's some, Leon. Um, there's some challenges to that chair's face. Okay. <laughs> Ali, this is a big boy. This yeah. is once again why. I feel like I'm tipping over on the mat like every two <laughs> seconds. Exactly. This is why you watch XL Primetime on YouTube for this reason. Um, sorry, sorry. Let's Mia. get to one off the text line, Denny. Um, so first and foremost, 945 said he really appreciates your perspective on the mental health part about choosing going back to college versus the pros. But this one from 651 I think is very fascinating. And then he said, go dogs." All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are Denny's thoughts, and I think this is great because of who's coming into town to play to face the Jaguars on Sunday. Okay. What are Denny's thoughts on Todd Munkin's 2022 Bulldogs offense opposed to the 2023 offense with him, especially since he's coming to Jacksonville with a NFL-style offense that's different than what he ran at Georgia? But obviously, yeah, I, no, it's still I, having success. I don't think it is that incredibly different than what he ran at Georgia. He just has obviously different personnel, and the game's different. The NFL game's a completely different game than the college game. Like those hash marks are big deals. Like, I don't think people realize how narrow those hash marks are. Yeah, in the hash NFL. wider in the NFL than yeah. they are in college. So, so it changes it changes some things and it, and and things like that. But he's running largely the same thing. Todd Munkin is is a an excellent coach like and I know that's your your you have to be to be at that level but everybody likes Todd Munkin that plays for him he is a great communicator um he's I think he's a way above average game time coach but the beauty of his his whole skill set is just that ability to come in Monday with the game plan and everybody's on the same page by Tuesday Mm-hmm. Right, and just how he lays that out, and he's done it for years everywhere he's been. How he lays that so, out, whether the game plan's right or wrong, right? Everybody knows what their fit is in that, and that's a talent. That is a real talent. Well, um, it, that's why that's that's why this guy's doing whatever he wants to do too. And you give that to Lamar, and that's a perfect a, match. I was gonna say it's a good trait to have because here we are. You know, we're we're either throwing darts at Press Taylor or saying, "Hey, look at that game he called." Because you know, it's it's not always uh, you know one thing. Yesterday, I don't know if you saw this throw, Lamar to Zay, uh, it was – and I'm telling you, the play design and everything on it was money. There's a there's, – there's such a weird thing that happens, I think, from week to week in football is as a coach, you watch film and as a staff, you watch film and you know how to attack something. A lot of times, like from week to week, there's carryover. 90% of it's carryover. Mm-hmm. But that 10% that you want to change that you feel like, hey, if we just do this, we can we can exploit whatever the weakness is, you can see that, but the ability to – not only communicate that, but then execute that all in six days, it's, it is a critical, critical skill. Yeah. And so I think when we watch football like we are in Jacksonville, and it's like, wait, we're seeing the same things happen week 15 that was happening 
in preseason, that's where you start to realize like that that skill is mm-hmm. is needed. Everybody's got to be on the same page. Whether the game plan's right or wrong, everybody's got to be on the same page. Munkin, largely, all of his offenses are on platform and rhythm. Everybody's where they're supposed to be. So when you got receivers running the wrong routes, okay, mm-hmm. that's prep. But you're week 15 into that. How are you? How was your week prep? What about the great? How is that not? What about the great coach uh, from Buffalo that came down here? Uh, he's coaching up those wide Surfer receivers. Surfer Chad. How, yeah. <laughs> how, how are they not at the point now in week 15 where that stuff is eliminated? Is yeah, that guy just not watching film and not preparing correctly? Well, there can be a couple things. It can, it can be that. Um, it can be just kind of a failure to understand a concept. Like if it's a spacing concept, where do I fit into this thing? It can be – it gets as complicated as, hey, I'm going to line up, and if they're in man, we're running this. If they're in zone, we're running this. And sometimes that can hold guys up. I think a lot of it um, at the NFL level is that, that work that you get from March to July, that we all see them in the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah. You know, They're in six points all the time. The communication between the quarterbacks and the receivers in those four or five months when there are no coaches, and Trevor goes, hey, man, when we run this against this look, I want you here. This is where my eyes go. That's what mm-hmm. makes this play work. Right. And when you have that through a couple of off seasons with skilled guys who like each other, you've got something special. And, and they haven't had that yet. They haven't had multiple off seasons of that yeah, yet. Changed, like maybe a little right. uh, what Christian Kirk was able to do before he Correct. got hurt. Yeah. Correct. And Trevor tried to do that early on with DJ Chark. Remember that whole mm-hmm. like yep. Marvin Jones, all those guys. And he continues. Trevor's good at that. But I, I think that you got to have some consistency. There's a reason why when you look at Brady and you look at these guys that they had a favorite receiver for what seemed like five or six years at a time. They spent the offseason together and they knew every single play called. This yep. is where he wants me. And he's ultimately the one that matters because he's the one that's throwing the ball. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I, I – it's some combination of that stuff. So, would you tag Calvin Ridley slash no. re-sign him? No. No. Yeah, I've gone from yes to no. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know what that tag would cost, mm-hmm. um, and I, or what he would ask for. But I, I don't want Calvin Ridley for one more year. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna get Calvin Ridley, then I need to be sure that Calvin Ridley has is capable of being my number one for the next three or four years. And I don't know that they, you can say you're certain about that at this point, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if internally they believe that, hey, man, if he gets another offseason in this offense, he's going to be our number one for three or four years, then, yeah, go sign him. You want to hear the number, franchise tag? 19.743. Yeah, no. no. That is a Where's he at on your list? Cheddar. I mean, seriously, when you look at he's the Jags. well down. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I mean you got a nice. lot of people to sign. a lot of guys that have to pay. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So far below Josh Allen. He is so far below a lot of these guys. Like I that's tough, man. That's that's really unless he just unless something clicks and he just takes over these next five weeks, I, I that's not nineteen million dollars out there. Uh one of our texters, our, our loyal nooner, um, Dell saying we, we need the guy who threw the beer uh at Frank in uh the play by play booth, a Cleveland Browns. I didn't fan. see that. Yeah, through yeah, through the beer. J JJ gave us testimony of it. And he says, anyway, our texture, we need the guy who threw that beer because uh, he would have hit uh, the Zay Jones deep ball on the Trevor overthrow. Yeah, that that uh, may be the play of the game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe the play of the game by that Cleveland defender to reach up and grab Zay's jersey like that. Yeah. Probably yeah. the play of the game. You could have made the call. Little, you little easily could have. By the way, a little early. You could have laundered you, you that. It, 
it was executed perfectly yeah, from a defensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. I got beat. Let me just snag yeah. him a little bit, and it threw it off. And yeah. that's a touchdown if he didn't. It's probably the defensive play of the game Yeah, in an ugly game. One more on the Jags, and then we do want to hit you with one more on college, both off the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. 445 says, being that I know Denny is great at what he does. Oh, so dear. Got to get go. out there first. I would like to know what he thinks about the offensive coordinator's ability to create and get the offense okay. in line to be inconsistent. I thought that was going to be being that I know, but why don't he teach this? I get these letters all the time. Um, the offensive coordinator's ability to say that again? To, the offensive coordinator's ability to create and get the offense in line to be inconsistent. I think I, I don't I don't put this on the offensive coordinator I, I, right now. I, it, it's an offensive line issue at its core. Um, from a you're you're you just cannot go down the field with your franchise quarterback with a fourth string left tackle. I don't care what your evaluation of them is. Like it it cannot happen. You are largely relegated to one read if it's maybe two reads if it's a pure progression or maybe you're relegated to one side of the field because you don't have time for a full field read. So you have to be right Mm-hmm. You have to be exactly right with your matchup or what you believe they're going to do blitz-wise and coverage-wise. That's a hard way to call a football game, y'all. Yeah. Like, you yeah. like to call a football game where it's like, okay, we got time to get to our third or fourth read, and they just they don't have that right now. All right, one more on the college front. Uh, this is from Duddy C. Question for the quarterback whisperer. If the Miami Hurricanes go in the portal seeking a quarterback, who would be a good choice? It is all about the U. Uh, I I don't even know. I, I've not kept track with anything portal-wise. We have a kid going to Miami, Judd Anderson, um, phenomenal football player, going to develop nicely. So I've talked to Miami a little bit, but about, but about him, I think if I was Miami, I'd go after Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. Now, full disclosure, Will is one of our guys. He's going to Washington, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. Is he? Did he already decide? That's, that's, no, he hasn't decided yet, but that's what – that's the somebody like him is my point, though. Somebody who's thrown for a bunch of yards. Yeah. Somebody who's seen a lot of football. Um, you thought you had that with Van Dyke, and and you ended up it just not working. What Miami needs is a stability. They need a good quarterback room. They need somebody where you're talking about a, you're talking about a team that, man, I don't. If you're a walk on, you may be playing in this bowl game. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we were talking about practice reps, spring practice reps with Judd before he goes. I'm like, mm-hmm. Judd. If what happens, if what I think is going to happen happens, you may be taking first team reps in the spring there. There, yeah, as a true freshman. And yeah. the portal is hosing the bowls, right? Well, Emory's hurt, right? He's going to be out a while. He's out. So I think TBD. they got to have somebody yep. that that spring practice when they come in, man. It's not a competition. Look, we need you to stabilize us. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody like Will Rogers or maybe the Will Howard kid or mm-hmm. somebody that's seen a lot of football, I think I would go after somebody like that rather than a. a a highly talented kid who hasn't done it yet. Yeah, like like right well, now like the betting right yeah the yep. betting favorite for Will Howard is A and M. So we'll, we'll we'll see whether Texas A and M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Denny Thompson, six points yes, academy sir. right here in the city of Jacksonville at Denny underscore Thompson. Thanks as always, bro. Yeah, of course. All right, we wrap it up with him, and we wrap up our show coming up in just a minute. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. 
We've been hanging out on a Mokama Beer Company Monday, and it's not a good feeling, that's for sure, if you're a Jaguar fan. And we definitely, uh, definitely looking back at yesterday's game, trying to figure out what is going to be the answer. There is at least some encouraging news on the injury front that we need to repeat, but uh, the bottom line is uh, the, the pride has been bruised as much as anything and these guys, you hope, are getting challenged by their coach. You hope the coaches are challenging themselves as well because this has got to get a hell of a lot better uh, if they have a chance. They are a three-point dog or a four-point three point dog? dog? Yeah, three-point dog to the Baltimore Ravens Sunday night football. We'll see if that line moves. Yes, yeah, so Doug Peterson said that both safety Andre Sisco and offensive lineman, I'll say that as opposed to tackle or guard, Ezra Cleveland, are both day-to-day. Everything checked out with the MRI this morning with Ezra Cleveland's knee, which is obviously a positive sign. He also said he's optimistic that Walker Little and Brenton Strange will return to practice this week and potentially could play Sunday night against the Ravens. I've been told that with Walker, the biggest question with that hamstring is, will he be able to anchor? It's not just a matter of, hey, the hamstring is healed. It's also, can you properly get into a stance? You've got to take on a 260-pound guy coming at you head-on, trying to you know, do whatever move he can to get around you or bull rush you. And he did get bull rushed uh, when he was pushed into Trevor that caused uh, the original injury. So, yeah, you want to make sure he's okay. While we're on the subject of betting lines, and we'll go around the NFL from the weekend that was tomorrow following two Monday night football games at the same time, which is very curious on ESPN's part, but curious also to see how that's going to work out for them. Mm -hmm. Updated MVP odds. Are you ready, J.J. LaSalva? Because I know you're going to love it. The front runner to win MVP, according to my bookie, at plus 152, Dak Prescott. The second, I probably should have waited till, I probably should have said this before he left the building. Plus 199, Brock Purdy. Who was favorite last week? Yeah, it was three to one last week. And at plus 650, Lamar Jackson, plus 710, Jalen Hurts to round out the top four. Yeah, both of those guys right now are playing at a clip. Uh, that is very impressive. They're pretty much doing what they want when they want, and and all the plays are there for them. And just take a look at the completion percentage, take a look at the passer rating, all that stuff. And so I'm not surprised that and, – and, and Tua may get right back in this conversation tonight, depending on what happens. Jalen Hurts is on the descent, okay, when it comes to betting. There's no question in my mind that he looked like a pretty good bet for a while, but uh, obviously with the turnovers – with the lack of performance, he's going to drop. And then you're going to see who else is going to be able to move up. But right now, we all know it's a quarterback's game when it comes to these betting odds. They're the ones that are going to get the most love, get the most attention. But everyone is still on the plus side with four weeks to go. So no one is like the prohibitive favorite. And I was looking to see if I could find where Tua – do you have Tua, by the way? Because Tua – it's got to be right there. If he goes out and throws for three or four touchdowns tonight, Tyreek oh, Tua? Hill. Yeah, Tua was at uh, plus 870. So he has the fifth best odds. Tyreek's right behind him at plus 11175, mm-hmm. which means that Tyreek Hill has a better chance of winning MVP as of this writing than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud. And any, anyone paying attention? Josh Allen's having himself a season. Josh Allen is having himself a season. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, both yeah, this one here. Yeah. yeah, this one here, but that quarterback up there is playing. No, he, yeah, he's two playing. Was having, two was having a pretty good season, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Josh Allen, as much as we look at him, and I always dog him for making mistakes and throwing picks and all that kind of stuff, and he even threw another one yesterday. Or 
that's just part of his whatever DNA or makeup, but he is having himself a season. Uh, And so it's going to be tough, honestly, to figure out which of these guys is going to get the vote. You know, the Dallas love will come in for Dak. You know, the Purdy love will come in. Those I'm not surprised that they're the betting favorites. And, And maybe you would even take a little bit away from Tua and give it to Tyreek or vice versa. If those guys keep having a great run. And so, I agree. There's several of you on the text line saying that the cheetah should win. I couldn't agree more. Well, he has had a sensational. I mean, it's going to go down as one of the greatest receiving statistical seasons in well, NFL history. Just, just, and in, heaven forbid the Dolphins make a run to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes, Tua will get credit. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I, I know you all. You Tua defenders get mad when we say this, but mm-hmm. you cannot deny. He is a different quarterback when he has 10 out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is is that Justin Jefferson was close to getting to that 2,000-yard mark. Tyreek, just take a look at where he's trending right now. 17 games, different than 16. I totally get it. But that could be a special number, one for that, that will live for a long time. All right, we are out of our time. We're going to get a little time ready for the Francis Show coming up next. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. We will not waste beer on this program. Frank Frangie from the Frangie Show joins us now back still from here. Cleveland. I'm still here. Yeah. And, I'm uh, here to talk about it. I'm yeah. shocked that you so are JJ, still here, actually, after that. J.J. gave us the testimony. He said yeah. uh, a, a beer was hurled uh, in y'all's direction. Well, J.J.'s testimony was kind of like... He didn't know the whole story. Yeah. The whole story is what, Frank? A bottle. bottle. A bottle. Okay. Way more serious Came than I flying, thought. Came flying. Yeah. And at, and I, I'm looking to the left. Yeah. So I don't see it. And this is during the game yesterday. People. During the game. Back into the Big left. open booth. These Cleveland fans are the they're, they're giving us the bird. They're yelling. They're screaming. The mistake on the lake. Okay. Go ahead. So, so but Joe Fortunato's up behind us. And Dave DeCanis said, they have a better look. So I feel right when I'm calling a play, I feel like almost like a drizzle. Like is it, but it's, we're indoors, but it looks like a rain or something. And then I hear, bam! Turned out it was a bottle. Fortunato said it missed my head by an inch. Wow. And it went, now maybe, for all in fairness, maybe it was a plastic bottle or whatever. Right. It was a bottle, okay? It was one, and it went, it went, missed my head by an inch and hit the, I mean. Not the first time Browns yeah. fans have thrown a bottle I'm telling, I mean, it went flying thing, by. Right? They will know. sling bottles up yeah, there. Yeah, the, the, the worst part is, the, the worst part for me, I said this, is apparent. We told security. Good. Security came into the broadcast booth, went down there. But I, the play was still at the left. So when they hauled his ass out of there, I didn't get to see it. <laughs> oh. I, I wanted to see them haul him out of there. You know, yeah. so they so, did get him though. I mean, five Good. minutes later. Good. Apparently, he had he, this guy had been beautiful over the years. Oh yeah, he was he was that guy. So he oh, might have wow. been there. <laughs> he he might have been there in two thousand or whatever. They had, yeah. But they had that guy out of there. They grabbed, that guy was out of there faster than you can imagine. So, uh. so anyway, yes. how about that? So about that, Maddie. Survive. Well, Listen, it's not an easy job, Matt. You think it's an easy job out there? Surviving advance, man. Sitting there in that. Exactly All right. So, right. So, Surviving in advance. Let's get to the game because yeah, these yeah. are uh, losing to the state of Ohio does not feel yeah, good, man. Yeah. The last couple of games against, uh, I call him Busta yeah. Browning and yeah. and, uh, and age, ageless or yeah, aging Joe yeah. Flacco. That was not good. Well, that's it, Joe, is, is the, the defense, which really kind of carried this team early on, is really in a bad place. The uh, the there's no real group. There's no group that's playing well. Yeah, uh, Lewicans playing well, mm-hmm. but Devin Lloyd did not play well last week. Better yesterday. Had a lot of tackles yesterday. 
Um, of but was lost in those coverage. Yeah, it was correct. Lost in coverage, correct. So. Yes, yesterday, yeah, the front, the front's not played well. Fadakasi was down; he was hurt. Devon's not back yet, and then the back end's all hurt. Yeah, and so um, no, they're not playing well. I mean, they're listen. I, I, t- I tell people, this is someone asked me today, what happened? Well, what happened is the NFL, the the same NFL where the Forty ers lost three games in a row, the same NFL where all of a sudden the Eagles are getting blown out every week. But they're not playing well. They're not playing well. Trevor didn't play well. I admire Trevor. He gutted it out, man. That cat is, ain't afraid. Yeah, he's tough. But he didn't play well. And, and, they, and, I, and I still think the biggest concern is the interior of the offensive line. You realize they're on their fourth, ta- fourth left tackle? Oh, yeah. yeah fourth yeah. left tackle. I mean, and, and nobody's Ezra, got a good fourth left tackle. Yeah, and Ezra was here for a minute before yeah, getting yeah, pressed yeah, into yeah, that and situation. And they like him, too, boy. They think he's a good player. So, so anyway, yeah. But so they're struggling, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. Be in a tough game this week. Let me ask you this. First pick, Trevor overthrow, or did Zay – Maybe run the wrong, not the wrong route, but made a decision. I, I didn't. I, I didn't ask either guy, but obviously it was a. Trevor thought he was going deep, and 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 they cut the cut the route off. Which one was right? I don't know. I do know on the second one, it Ridley blew the route. Yeah. But but on the first, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It seemed to me that 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 Zay narrowed off the route a little. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? That if that's a seam route, he wasn't going. To, it wasn't a true post. Yet it wasn't a seam. He's almost kind of an in-between route. But he's also – Zay's also like the smartest guy on the team. So you wouldn't think he'd I – mean, he's like the smartest guy but on the that's team. That, so, uh, so you wouldn't think he'd be making yeah. any mistakes. So, but it was, that, all, it was all messed up. That silent communication that yeah. they, you know, they needed to just be vibing yeah. and, and know the, exactly. The guy the – guy, Mia asked me yesterday during the pregame, as she always does, who the key player is. This was obviously going to be Ingram yeah. because Kirk's gone. Mm-hmm. Kirk and Ingram are their two guys. Yeah. I mean – ETN's good, and the backup running back to Uranus is fine, and Bigsby will be okay one day, and Zay Jones is smart, and Ridley's got talent. But their two guys are Kirk and Ingram. That's the, that's the two guys, okay? Yeah, but, and one of them's out. Yeah. And so the other one's got to catch – what do you – I mean, he's going to – don't you guys – he's got to catch 10 balls a game for them to be competitive, don't you think? Well, yeah, you'd like to see to be him. Competitive? Yeah, the numbers he's had to this point yeah. have been impressive, but yeah. he's just now. They need to figure out different ways to get more guys schemed open. Yeah, two and a half yards per carry yeah. is not going to get it done. Right. It's not going to scheme well, anybody. Not, open. You got to block, you got to block people. So, yeah. so we'll talk all about that today. We'll talk all about uh, some of the college stuff today. Uh, we're loaded up as you can imagine. Thanks, guys. All right. Sounds good, Frank. We got the French show coming up next. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Uh, my takeaway is this is not an anomaly, these two, two straight losses. Two can lead to three, which can lead to four, which can lead to your seasons in the tank. So they better get it fixed. Better get it fixed. My takeaway is keeping with that sentiment of there are teams nipping at your heels. TMZ is reporting that Aaron Rodgers could be cleared to play December 24th against the Commanders. And, hey, the Jets won yesterday, so they don't think they're dead yet. And the Jags shouldn't think any of these teams behind them in the AFC South and just the AFC playoff picture are completely out of it yet. My takeaway is Joey Flacco could have been backing up A.A. Ron, and he said, you know what, I'll take a pass. I got this thing in Cleveland that's working for me, and he just beat up on your Jags, which just stinks. So we are done. We'll find out what they do next. That's for sure. Got all week to talk about it. Thanks to Mokama Beer Company and Mokama Beer Company Monday. Every day of the week, they're serving coffee. Craft Tuesday through Sunday. Make sure you check them in their tap room in Fernandina on South 8th or their brand-new Wildlight location. We are out. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Sirs, and JJ. Frenchy Show, next.